1: From the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell podcast.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the live version of the Break the Bell podcast. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. It is Monday in the bell tower. It is Monday. It is uh, September twelfth, nine twelve. Yes. We are here to talk about 9-11 on 9-12. Yes. Well, we all remember what happened on 9-12. Yeah. Um, Kumbaya. Oh, yeah. Everybody got together and uh, collectively joined in hands and uh, gave up all our yep. rights to the government. Right. <laughs> all our constitutional rights, basically. Yeah. For, for the good of democracy. Well, yeah. I mean... Uh, it sounds kind of familiar, right? Yeah, like, right. Do you, do you ever, <laughs> I, I, it makes you wonder, did they ever come out and say, we're all in this together back in Oh, I, I'm September, sure, I'm sure. In September 12th or 13th, uh, 2001, yeah. because um, the reason why I want to talk about this today isn't necessarily because yesterday was 9-11, <clears throat> because we've gone through two different 9-11s since we started the right. show, and we have yet to do a 9-11 podcast. Right. Or a full-blown episode, at least. But the reason why is because it, like, looking back at it, it just seems fitting to like the things that we gave up then. We are still living in that today, and um, it just applies so well with like the post-pandemic. I mean, people long have forgotten the post-9/11 era, yeah, and we're still living in that. Yeah,
1: but like every every what 15, 20 years they have to. Kind of refresh and come up with more regulations. Is that or they try yes. to like see how far they can push the line?
0: See, I was thinking about that. I was like, it seems it's like, is it an every twenty year type uh, scenario? Yeah. Do, like, did something occur in the eighties where we just kind of relinquished a bunch of rights? I, I don't I, know. Yeah. I wasn't really I, I, <laughs> coherent. I, I, I'm trying
1: to, I mean, I don't know. Reagan and Bush took over. <laughs> well, I mean, that was bad enough. <clears throat>
0: that started all this shit to begin with. Right. So the, the
1: formation, uh, the NED.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably somewhere in there. But um, so we, we're going to be talking about nine eleven because just because it applies so well to today's world, and not only are we in the post COVID era, but we're in the post post nine eleven era with post COVID stacked on top of that, and post January sixth stacked right. on top. So it, it it's just like yeah. compound interest, right. basically. Right. Yeah. So uh, I want to get into that. Want to talk about some some conspiracy theories and. Some of like kind of questioning the the official narrative mm-hmm. because uh, we're not a conspiracy podcast, but um, we do delve into quite a bit of what people would consider conspiracy theories, like the Great Reset, like mm-hmm. uh, election fraud, COVID vaccines, all right. that stuff. So, right. I mean, in today's world, and I'm going to get into this a lot. In today's world, I feel like more people are questioning official narratives. So, I think it's important to go back and look at some of these. Like this big mainstream narrative that people have called us crazy for so many years Mm. and be like, well, how can you question that the government would kill you with whatever thing they want you to inject in your body, but they wouldn't be capable of pulling off 9-11 as an inside job? I'm not saying 9-11 was an inside job, but I'm saying so many people have been like, why would the government do that to you? I mean, they've asked us this for so many years. And yeah. now I want to know like post covid can you look back on it and be like do you think maybe after all the shit they've put us through for covid do you think mm-hmm. maybe they'd possibly pull something like that yeah, off
1: Yeah absolutely I mean I you know to be honest I mean everything that went through with covid is exactly why I turned my thinking around about September. Everything November. about yeah. everything. Well, really. yeah, right. And everything. Yeah, to be, see how far the government had gone, shut things down to control the narrative, to to censor people, to character assassinate people, and then deny everything, knowing the whole time that then uh, NAIH was was funding, um, um, gain of function, gain of function research in China, even after Obama told them not to. Right. Supposedly right? told them not. Right. To. Supposedly
0: publicly right. told them not to. Right. But I was like. Wink, wink, Plausible wink. deniability. Yeah, yes, exactly. Mr. President, we'll do what you say. Uh, why are you <laughs> winking? No, I'm telling you. Right. Yes, we got you. Yeah. Wink, wink. No more. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I think it's um, important to go back yeah. and look at these. The same with, like, JFK and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's important to go back and, like, reevaluate your feelings towards right. it or your, your opinions towards it. Because it's like, once you see them do one thing and once you've kind of flipped your mindset on the government doesn't love you, right. then can you maybe look at this and at least say something is really weird with the nine right. eleven narrative? Yeah. Or something was... I, I think the majority of Americans say... Something was fishy with the JFK thing. I'm. It's like sixty percent. I think of Americans yeah. now question that and say, "Oh yeah, the government could have easily taken out the president." And it's like, but, but no, they wanted to pull off nine right. eleven. It, it, it's just, it's bothered me for so many years. I. We actually, when you worked with us, we have a co worker that, cl- when I first started working here, he claimed to be a conspiracy theorist because of like JFK and stuff. Oh, right, right, right. And then I was like, So, what do you think about 9 11? He's like, oh, I've never heard of any conspiracy
1: theory. It's like, you're not a fucking yeah, right. conspiracy theorist. If you ever theorist. heard that one, then you're not a conspiracy <laughs> right. theorist. Yeah. Well, and I think the people that would question the narrative are also the same people, though, that supported the president of the time. <clears throat> the people. That question the narrative? No, the people that that typically would question the narrative, mm-hmm. right? The people that would think, oh, that now would be right, you would right? Think would be the type that would where the Bush supporters back, right? Then. Yeah, because right, right. you always hear of like
0: I thought of that too. It's like they always call them right wing conspiracy theorists yeah. for a reason, or like ultra right conspiracy, right? Well, the ultra right conspiracy theorists, the ultra right would have been backing
1: Bush at the time, right. so. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes the most sense. So that, to me too. there's conflict there, you know? Right. And, and so a lot of people, I think, can short circuit themselves trying to put that together. Right. It's like,
0: how can I support the right and not support the Lord and Savior, George right. Bush? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The God's gift to humanity. Yeah. I, I see where you're going. And I had that same thought, too. Uh, we're going to get into this more. We don't want to overstep right. Right. our.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is still the introduction. Yeah. This is the pre. We don't want to give away the cow.
0: Now, I. <laughs> I pointed out to you earlier, I am in uh, like, true fashion wearing this
1: Godzilla shirt. Yes, yes. You are ready to uh, tear things up. Yeah, well, my wife,
0: she was like, "Uh, are you going to get dressed for this? I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear my Godzilla shirt. I was like, it it seems fitting for my topic tonight. And she's like, oh, what's your topic? I was like, 9-11. She's like... Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's a more uh, believable fictional story about a city being destroyed right, than yeah. the actual narrative. Is. Yeah. So she's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> she's like, go away. <laughs> so I haven't convinced her yet. So okay. I told her to listen to the show, though.
1: So What's the odds of that happening?
0: Um, she said she might because I think I piqued her interest because okay. I haven't actually had this conversation with her because okay. her brain might implode on itself. Yeah. So. Um, So yeah, we're gonna get into talking about nine eleven, talk some conspiracy theories, and then talk about like how it applies today or why it's still important today. Which is basically what we just talked about. Yes. So we're gonna. There's more. There's more. (laughs) We'll re talk about. Yeah. Uh, Before we do, we got to mention. Check out our store at uh, breakthebell.bigcartel.com. You can find all these interesting T-shirt designs, like the uh, "I will not eat your bugs" T-shirt. The. we Are Not Your Pawns t-shirt, which is really applicable to today's story. That's BreakTheBell.BigCartel.com. You can also get mugs and other other things, so go check it out. Do it right now to help support us. Also, you can support us at Patreon.com forward slash BreakTheBell, and you can get access to bonus content as well as uh, other merch options. So do that and help support us. Help us do bigger and better things, exposing bullshit for bullshit. Um, otherwise, just keep listening to us because that's what we value the most. Like and subscribe all over the place because that's how we get our name out there far and wide as far as uh, the overlords allow, which yes. isn't very far, apparently. Yes. So so please help us with that. Yeah. We
1: We need your help to beat down the overlords.
0: Yes. I almost forgot to mention our sponsors the freedom-loving coffee fix of freedom, run-your-mouth coffee, who supports your right to be able to question the mainstream narrative, specifically of 9-11, because um, it's your right to do so. And I think they were against all the policies that were put in place that were to kind of squash your freedom of speech and all your other constitutional rights. I'm pretty sure they were against all that. If they weren't then, they definitely are now. now. For sure. That is run-your-mouth coffee, and they make really good coffee, So you can get really buzzed, like wired, not buzzed, like drunk, but wired. That's a different product. And then question the narrative at much faster speeds. Yes. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code. Break the bell and you'll get 10% off your purchase plus free shipping. And that's a freaking awesome deal. And support companies that support your rights, unlike the overlords. They don't support your lo- rights. They want to take them away from you. Yes. So support small companies like Run Your Mouth Coffee that support you. support you at the end of the day. Yes. Do it now. I'm ready to get into this show because I'm excited for it. Yes. This is
1: kind of your bread and butter. It is.
0: And I, I don't even have like a I, – I mean, I got lots of pages. I have so many t- things to talk like so many topics that we won't cover right. I just have a lot of bullet points I'm just like my my job today is to make a truth or out of bill so <laughs> um, right. that's that's where I'm going with it but uh, we'll see what we get to if we don't get through all of it maybe I'll do a bonus content where i talk about some of the other stuff there's just so much stuff yeah, out there right. and it's so much harder to find now than it was like five years mm-hmm. ago when i really was digging into the stuff because yeah. I, I remember certain things and i'm like i'm gonna go back and find that and it's like yeah, you can't fucking find it oh, anymore yeah, so I'm sure but we're gonna get into the show and when we come back we're gonna talk about 9-11 we'll be right back
2: what did you say
0: you talking to me
2: what what the heck are you talking about?
0: What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking
1: to me? Are you talking to me?
0: Are you talking
2: to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? Are
1: you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you
2: say? Talk to me.
1: Heaven's name, you're talking about.
2: Talk to me, talk to me, talk
1: to me, baby. Oh, 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 did you just say? What did you say? You're talking to me? You talking to
2: me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to?
1: podcast awards podcast awards yeah you know like you know they have like Emmys for TV yeah I was just thinking I, I always like I mean that opening right there should be like you think so yeah, yeah. I do uh, I, I, I mean if you, if you want to put me up for
0: that then
1: yeah. can, is that legal can I do that can we put ourselves <laughs> up for can we nominate ourselves <laughs>
0: I think so. I think. I mean, the president can vote for himself. That's so why true. can't we yeah, nominate ourselves for what, what some is, kind of What award. is it
1: called? The uh,
0: I, I don't know. Is there the a podcast award? <laughs> I don't know. Freaking iHeartRadio is taking over all yeah, the, those things because Hollywood wants to take it all over anyway. Yeah. So we're here to talk about 9/11, and yeah. this ain't going to be your typical. I mean, I'm going to talk very briefly about like what happened because we all know what happened if you don't know what happened by now um i'm sorry there's there's not a lot of hope for you if you don't know the official story of 9-11 yeah but um we i'm gonna cover like the basic timeline official timeline and then we'll get into some of the crazy shit because i mean we spent enough time reflecting on 9-11, I think. And yeah. this was part of why I didn't want to do it on 9-11 because people are like, oh, you're so insensitive. It's right. like, well, fuck it, fine. We'll do it on 9-12 right. then. How yeah. you <laughs> <I> like that? <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, personally, I don't care. Right. I, it's It's been 20-some years now. If you're not questioning it, then there's something wrong with you. So um, I want to say, I got to start out. I want to say that 9-11 was like the start of all our problems in this country, yeah. by any stretch, because I mean, no. you had since probably at least since World War II,
1: yeah,
0: this uprising of like the elitists that like the war mongers that want to yeah. drag us into every conflict.
1: Yeah, and I, I think you can go back and, and look at different crux points in the history of the country. You know, you got you got um, you know t- Teddy Roosevelt, you know, who again expanded imperialism. You had Woodrow Wilson that got us into the uh, League of Nations, mm-hmm. got us in World War I. You got FDR, who had a huge expansion of the government with all his social programs. You had um, Eisenhower warning us about the military complex. You had um, um, freaking Johnson, who did his uh, war on uh, poverty. And, and ramped boot- up Vietnam at the and, same yeah, time. Yeah, and ramped up, you know, and then you had, um, and then, uh, of course, you had... Um, Obama with uh, well first Medicare. the Bush all the Bushes all the, Reagans, Bushes, the Ragans, in every war yeah the war of, on drugs the war in the Middle East all the wars yeah. in the Middle East yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah and then uh, the you know ramped up the Cold War and then you got it on September 11th with the Patriot Act mm-hmm. and all the the militarization of police Homeland Security right basically were on its own citizens. Right. So, like I said,
0: I wouldn't say it started at all, no. but I would say it is certainly a turning point That's in a big American jump point his- for history for sure. Yeah, it was like kind of slowly moving along yeah. and I was just like here right. we are. You remember the <laughs> Let's get kicked off in so many ways. Yes, uh, do you do remember it. the when we talked about the uh, election fraud, where there was that time at night where all of a sudden it Bi- yes. Biden's votes like spiked yeah. in like an instant. That that was nine yeah. eleven. It was just like yeah. chipping away, chiseling away at our civil, our personal liberties. Then all of a sudden there was that spike yeah. in the middle of the night, yeah. or in this case in the middle of the morning. Yeah. That just like up oh, here we are, we got to go from here to here. And yeah. it's same thing with COVID. Right. There Co- was another big jump with COVID. Yeah. There was a huge spike in um like just not even necessarily them taking our rights away. It was with COVID and probably the same with nine eleven. I I would say probably comparable. It was just like, here, fucking take them for our safety. Right, we don't right, want yeah. terrorists taking over this country. You remember no. the anthrax scare? Right, it's just right, like, right, right. oh yeah, we, I mean- not
1: only did this thing just happen but there's so many potentials out there mm-hmm. that could possibly happen but, too. And, and I'll never forget again, you know, when I was in college and and one of the questions was, you know, is the patriarchy a good thing? And I was the only person in my my ethics uh, of law enforcement class that said, "No, it's a horrible thing." And everybody <laughs> else is like, "Well, if you're not doing anything you wrong, hear, what does it matter?" You hear the record scratch like, yeah, I know I'm like, "What?" what? <laughs> Uh <laughs> yeah, right yeah, exactly. But, but the
0: the thing with that is and we just talked about this a couple weeks last week maybe about mm-hmm. college classes, how yeah. everybody's just repeating what they're like spoon <laughs> right. fed. And are they actually paying attention to what is going on right. or is just
1: like, and yeah, the Patriot Act I'm like, Hell oh, yeah. But yeah, but I yeah, feel the, that attitude was pretty pro- is pretty prominent with a lot of people. You well, think it still is? I, I do. I do feel like still that people are like, Well, if I'm not doing anything wrong, what does it matter if they read my emails?
0: Do you think that's changed considerably though with covid because I, I think, again we said like we said it in the intro that a lot of people are waking up
1: more I, I, since covid I think COVID. with the middle of the country maybe but I think the coast are still very much Please read my emails probably it's like yeah here here yeah. watch me watch me <laughs>
0: do yeah. nasty things to myself. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so, um but but yeah, this this certainly this turning point right there at yeah. 9/11 where it's just like I think that was probably the first time in a long time that we were all just like take them take them all, take right. all our freedoms, it's right. fine. And it was the start of what the rulers at the time actually deemed the uh the new American century. It right. was just like america's gonna shift right here like we're going from here like the the cold war was officially over there was i mean it was pretty pretty quiet yeah and these are you're talking neocons Mm -hmm. that like made their fortunes off of war and they're sitting in the like sitting cabinet members now and then they're just like
1: guys we're not making any money off war we got to start something again when would you so the um let's see the end of the cold war was that 90 89 90 89 90 so then the first bombing of the world trade center was that 92, 92 92 93 right okay there. and then um and then and that they, didn't work good enough apparently. <laughs> right 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 yeah well what's funny is that um oh gosh i was just watching something on it and uh oh okay so there was a, a movie that came out in 93 called the long kiss goodnight Okay, and it has uh, Samuel Jackson and uh, Gina Davis, and in it she's like a sleeper cell, like agent, right? Who gets amnesia, and this, and the guy says he's like, um, he's like, you think that we didn't know about the bombing in World Trade Center that we didn't just let it happen? I mean, so it was just like kind of that, you know, kind of um, um, predictive. Um, what do you call it? Programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that, and then also in um, and I I did not realize this because I didn't watch the show, but in um, the spring of two thousand and one, the X Files, they talked about um, flying planes. I into I New York heard City. about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't that bizarre? That is. And I, again, it's been years, and I had never even seen that until like a la- couple weeks ago. I saw that. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. Um. So so.
0: Speaking of this, like new American century and this yeah. like, um, this group of neocons. This is a quote. Before we get into the stories, this is a quote from the great uh, Henry Kissinger, who, one of our favorite guys. Yeah, he went on to be uh, the Sec Def for yeah. George Bush and like developed a lot of his foreign
1: <laughs> yeah policies. Yeah. So this was his quote, and he's also the mentor of Klaus Schwab. Is he? Yes, he is. I I, I remember
0: us vaguely yes. talking about that. Huh. Interesting. Yes. I I keep forgetting about that. It's it's crazy how all our shows kind of I know tie they all back. tie together. So this was his quote early on in George W.'s presidency. He said, I can think of no faster way to unite the American people behind George W. Bush than a terrorist attack on an American target overseas. And I believe George W. Bush will quickly unite the American people through his foreign policy. Now I feel like maybe they added overseas after the fact. Right. Because right, right, if right. it came yeah. out like after the fact that he like, said oh! terrorist attack, <laughs> then they'd be like yeah. Uh. What What's going on? But still, like, even just just that statement. Even if, yeah, God forbid the government wasn't was respond. Let's say the government wasn't responsible for it. Like, I'm gonna play both sides here. Sure. I I haven't made up my own decision. Right. All I know is it doesn't. I up. don't believe the official narrative. Right. So I will follow all the rabbit trails I can Absolutely. think of. But even if they weren't responsible for it, this here clearly states that, like. Somebody thought about it. Well, it at least pushes the whole idea of never let a good crisis go to waste. Like they, they knew terrorists were coming. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but on 9 11 or on 9 11, when the first planes hit, I was a sophomore. So I'd have been like 15, 16, somewhere in there. And I remember when the first thing, with the first plane hit, first I was just, I heard about it. And because. Another teacher came in the room and was like, turn on the TV. Uh, the twi- uh, the World Trade Center got hit by a plane. And I was like, some idiot was probably just right. flying in a plane and yeah. crashed it. Was I was thought. thinking like a little on the radio," And that was
1: my first thought, too, is some idiot flew into the building.
0: But then, yeah, when you turned it on and then you saw that, like, I watched the second one live mm-hmm. right there. Right. And my first thought was, this is a terrorist attack. Right. Yeah. And I initially thought they were grooming us to this belief long before this, because mm-hmm. I even thought as a 15, 16-year-old, I wonder if this was Osama bin Laden. Because you remember the USS Cole mm-hmm. attack, which was like right. 98, 99, yeah. somewhere in yeah, there, 99. like a couple of years prior. And it just right. started this buildup of this mentality of, yeah. oh, Osama bin Laden's out to kill Americans and the right. big one's coming and stuff. And it's yeah. just like, oh, this is it. This is the big one. Yeah, And so they were already brainwashing us leading up to nine right. eleven. So. It, it lends credence to the whole never let a good crisis go to waste, this whole uh, Henry Kissinger quote here. So, yeah. And that just explains a lot about their policies after right. the fact, too. Right. Shannon is here. She says, Hi, hello, Shannon. favorite duo. I'll have to catch up, but kick some butt. Damn it, Shannon, you're missing out. <laughs> Come back to us, Shannon. Uh, you're our favorite, too. Um, so, <clears throat> again, back to back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Henry Kissinger, Henry Kissinger, and this group of neocons. that yes. there was like fifteen of them that were in this. I uh, can't remember the. It was they. They were the ones that made up this
1: uh, Council of Foreign Relations, and well,
0: no, they they were just. I can't remember what they're called, but they came up with the New American Century. Oh, gotcha. Program or whatever, okay. or ideology. Yeah. And in them was Kissinger and uh, Dick Cheney and mm-hmm. several others. And of them, like 15 of them went on to serve in George Bush's cabinet. That's, so, yeah. and at the same time, um, when they were writing all this shit up, I think it was Kissinger that was like, you know, we really need a second Pearl Harbor to pull this shit all together. Right, right. It's just like, how do you say something like that? And then nine eleven happened. And yeah. It's just like, whoa, man! I, it takes a lot of stress off my back. Right? I mean, yeah. even, I mean, some people talk about like, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on, on like putting out negative energies and stuff towards, and like where you say something, it'll put out certain yeah. energies into um, whatever reality. And yeah. so uh, yeah. if you buy into that, you know, maybe that's all that was, was like, you know, these people are fucking evil as shit. Right. So just the fact that they put that out there, it's yeah. just like, maybe I, they put that into the universe. I, at I some think point. that
1: it was something that, um, it, it had been in the works for a while, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, back in, uh, you know, like I'm a comic book fan, uh, Eighty five, eighty six. They came out the Watchmen comic, and it was the middle of the Cold War. And the one of the the heroes, spoiler alert, uh, figured the only way he could bring the world together is to do a massive alien attack in the center of New York City, and that would c- oh, unite that's the next, people. By the way. I know that would unite the people against a common foe, right? Like Independence Day. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, kind of. You know, but that whole meant to like. That whole medicine, this is our right.
0: Independence Day. Yeah,
1: well, but and think about it. I mean, it's like like you said, the Cold War was over. You know, there were no more movies of Rocky versus Drago. You know, they had to come up with the, you know some big boogeyman, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and, and the nation was very divided because you know nobody thinks Bush should have been president to begin with. They clearly thought that he stole the election at the time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so I mean, what better way to do it? right? And he, again, even if they didn't
0: even if they weren't responsible, yeah. I think they knew about it because of I mean, it's not I think, I know they knew about it. There was there was all oh, yeah. kinds of chatter out. There. It was like yeah. Pearl Harbor it definitely was like Pearl Harbor 2.0 because yeah. The whole six months leading up to it, it was just like drills. What if a plane flies right. into a building? Let's do a drill on this. Or I, I mean, there was just so much. And it, even like the days leading up to it, it's like they knew Osama bin Laden yeah. was going to do something in in the chatters. But, and <clears throat> to come out after the fact in George Bush, be like, oh we. We were blindsided by this, yeah. this this whole uh, strategery. I are going to say it. <laughs> we, we had no idea that they would use yeah. planes as missiles to to blow up a building. It's like yeah. you were wargaming that
1: exact yeah. scenario. He said it in X-Files six months earlier. <laughs>
0: yeah. There was FBI drills. There was CIA drills. Mm-hmm. There was uh, Air Force drills, all for that specific right. scenario. The day of 9-11, <coughs> NORAD... God, I got shit in my throat. throat) Excuse me. NORAD, I think it was, was conducting a similar drill. Yeah. And they had screens on the people's screens. There was like fake screens so they could conduct these drills. So then when it flipped into real time, a lot of the people were like, is this real or is this the drill? Right. I mean, there's tons of documented evidence of this. And there was like, I think, 42 different drills going on that Hmm. day. There was... So many like fighter jets that were like hundreds of miles away mm-hmm. because they were doing specific drills and it's just like, Well, we never saw this coming. It's just oh. like, so why were you why were yeah. you war gaming this
1: scenario right. if you never saw this uh, coming? And to use it to be like, Well, you know, our insurance our insurance, God bless, our intelligence agencies, they just weren't equipped for this. So we're gonna have to increase our funding and restructure our intelligence agencies so that they right. can keep an eye out for this kind of thing, you know? Right. Um, but it, you know, and and as as we know, you know through the the 90s, you know they were very much aware of you know well exe- specifically domestic terrorism. So
0: yeah, and I was going to bring that. we we're, we're going to get all over the yeah, place with this. <laughs> it's interesting, like the Cold War and war war like foreign war Russia mm-hmm. Russia Russia, and then that went away, and then they focused on domestic terrorism. And we we talked about the yeah. ties between now and the 90s right. a couple weeks ago. And um, then there was 9-11, and it was back to, oh, we're ramping up foreign wars, um, foreign terrorism, and then Afghanistan ended, and now we're back in yeah. domestic terrorism. Like, yeah. And so it,
1: it's definitely cyclical. Right. So, we so got to have the major domestic that event means to happen. 2030, 2031, we're due for another massive attack. You think
0: it's that far?
1: So, no. 90s. I'm, I'm going to give it. Uh, 90s domestic, yeah.
0: 2000s to like. So, I, I'd say I'm i going to go
1: 2026. You think so? Because yeah. we got to have our major domestic yeah. event first. Right. And, and that's then, coming. And then we'll have our. Yeah. That, that'll be within the next year, I'm yeah. saying.
0: Yeah, I agree. If not in the next few weeks. You're right. So, let, let's talk, I guess about the official story because we have to we have to at least mention sure. it um, mostly so we can make fun of it but um, just a reminder let's just play this little video clip so you can have a refresher course on it if it'll play for me so here's just a couple clips from from the day. you remember all this? I'm
2: on the 80s. I'm going to die, aren't I? No, 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 no. I'm going to die. Ma'am, say your oh, prayers. Ma'am, are going to think positive because you got to help each other get off the floor. i
1: <laughs> That's what it is.
0: So if you're listening, that was the two planes flying into the Twin Towers and then the two Twin Towers collapsing. At free fall speed, which we all know is definitely plausible right. when it comes to like fires and right. planes crashing into buildings, because it, that just makes the most sense, that that's what happened. Yeah. And we're going to get there. But that's just a refresher. You you remember the images. I, mm-hmm. I don't think you ever forget those images, because right. we watched them in real time. Yeah. I don't know if you did, but oh, I watched I did it too. on yeah. the TV in uh, yeah. real time. No, I,
1: I, yeah, I was sitting in a, a vehicle at a gas station, uh, getting ready for my work job, and then the first building hit or plane got hit, plane hit the building. And, uh, again, I thought it was some idiot flew into, it, but then all of a sudden, you know, somebody called. And so we ran over to the guy I was working with his house and we watched on TV happen. And, and for me, September 11th is kind of like, it it's personal to me because it's kind of like an anniversary that you have with, like, say, this girl who says she loves you, but then she cheats on you with your best friend. Yeah. And then it, but, it, and so it's like, that. that's what the feeling is like. Yeah. You know, because it, I like, took it, it still holds that spot in your, well, it your does, because, chest, again, but it's
0: like a shitty spot. Well, it is, chest.
1: because at first it was like, it was like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, we need to come together as a nation, patriotism, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden there's doubt in your mind, and then it's like, oh shit, you know, that, they just made all this shit up. Yeah, looking back, on manipulated. It, you see all the signs. It's like right. she was fucking around on me the, right, whole, the whole damn, damn time. Fucking time. <laughs> right. Like, so whenever September 11th comes around, yeah, I just I feel shitty because I feel like the whole time I I was manipulated into feeling a certain way. Because you were, yeah, yeah well, you I was. absolutely
0: were. But here's the
1: manipulation
0: part right here. So here's the timeline of events of the morning of 9 11. And do you do you know what website this comes from? No theworldeconomicforum.com dot com because that's the most reliable source WEF org I guess WForum dot org. So uh, this is the timeline. That's a a sweet little graphic there that they um, gave us of the timelines. That is really nice. But I'm gonna just read a Definitely little bit not an here. American thing. The chronology <laughs> of terror. In its most simplest form, the 9-11 tax can be described as a coordinated hijacking of four commercial airplanes, which were then used to fly into high-profile targets in New York City and Washington, D.C. Here's a summary of the planes involved in the incident. Um, so here's the timeline. It says, we're going to breeze through this because we got so much more to yeah. talk about than this. Um, September 11th, 7.59 uh, a.m., American Airline Flight 11 a Boeing 60, 767 carrying 81 passengers uh, left, departed from Boston to L.A. airport. It was heading towards L.A., Right. right. so it had a lot of fuel in it. Yeah, it was a big-ass right. plane with yeah. a lot of fuel. Uh, 814 United Flight 175 uh, departs from Logan International Airport in Boston, bound for L.A. as well. 814 Flight 11 is hijacked over central Massachusetts. There are five hijackers on board. Uh, 8.20, American Airlines Flight 77 departs from Washington Dulles International Airport, bound for L.A. International Airport. 8.42, Flight 93 departs. 8.42 to 8.46, Flight 175 is hijacked above northwest New Jersey. There are five hijackers on board. At 8.46, Flight 11 crashed into the north face of the tower, and that's when we all got... Mm-hmm. The warning: Hey, this is happening. Turn on your damn TVs. 9:03, um, 175 crashed into the south-facing tower. So there's a 13-minute time span between the two. Make sure everybody's watching TV right. before yeah. we crash the second one, so you can see that this is for real. Right. Um, and the timeline is really interesting, and I'm going to get into that later because yeah. that can ties you in, me an interest. Yes, that's what I want to get traffic, into. Yeah. The whole t- timing of it was odd. For four guys that have no communication with each other. But right. anyway, just know right now, 13 minutes have gone by. We've all got our TVs turned on just in time to see uh, the next one crash into the South Tower. At 928, Flight 93 is hijacked above northern Ohio. There are four hijackers on board. At 937, Flight 77 crashed into the western side of the Pentagon. All 64 people were killed. Um, and 9.45, United States airspace is shut down, and that is something you need to remember. Because I remember that. I remember um, later in the afternoon seeing a plane fly overhead, and I'm like, that's probably fucking Air Force One. Because right. I, I think, from my memory, there was fighter jets next to it. I'm right. pretty okay. sure it was Air Force One flying to wherever it yeah. was going. And because my thoughts were... We already knew, hey, every flight has been grounded. There is nobody flying. It's like, well, the only person that's going to be flying in a jumbo jet like that is Air Force One. But still, remember that. Airspace shutdown. 9.59, the South Tower collapsed 56 minutes after the impact of Flight 175. At 10.03, Flight 93 crashed by its hijackers. In a field in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. Later reports indicate that passengers had learned about the World Trade Center and Pentagon, and Pentagon crashes, and were resisting the hijackers. All 44 people on board are killed in the crash. So that's the one where they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, we're going to get them. Uh, we're not going to let this happen." And they attacked them, and then it, it, it crashed yeah. into the field and didn't get to potentially. I'd the say House. the White House yeah. is where they were were talking. Um, let's see, 1028, the North Tower collapsed, one hour and 42 minutes after impact of Flight 11. At 1050, five stories of the western side of the Pentagon collapsed due to the fire. Two and a half hours after the first plane left Boston, the iconic Twin Towers lay in ruins in lower Manhattan, and brave first responders and military personnel were scrambling to save lives and secure the country. Life in America was set on a new trajectory. Seems like what we were taught yeah. for years, told for yeah. years. I mean that that all lines what up. We've it's, seen,
1: yeah, what yeah. We saw.
0: yeah, it's it's all the things. That yeah. no, nothing stands out there. That's that's the official story of what happened. And it's like if you just read that for what it is, it's like yeah, yeah, that that's what they told us. Yeah, no mention of the uh, <laughs> the straw that broke my camel's back mm-hmm. of uh, Tower Seven falling, right? Which is Never mention, I never remember hearing about Tower 7. Right. Never once. Like, if if it happened, if they announced it on the news, it was memory hold yeah. immediately until, like I said yesterday, five or six years later when I'm just like, or not later, but five or six years ago when mm. I was just watching a documentary on it. And yeah. then I was just like, wait, what's this? What's this flight? What's this Tower 7? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> and yeah. that just opened up a whole new world for me because it's just mm-hmm. like, if you start questioning one thing, you right. got to start questioning all of it. Right. So, um, we're going to get into Tower 7 in a bit, but yeah. let's, let's get into some of this other, let, let's jump around a bit though, because, yeah. um, I said, remember that the, uh, airspace was shut down. Yes. Well, do, do you know what plane was allowed to fly?
1: Besides Air Force One. Besides
0: Air Force One? Mm-hmm. Uh, the all the
1: bin Ladens that were in the country were allowed to fly out of the country. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. I do. All of that. the Bin Ladens, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They rushed to yeah, they rushed their family onto planes and got them out of the country immediately.
0: Yeah. So d- this is just a little clip from an article from grunge.com and it talks about the White House Greenlit a secret evacuation of the Bin Ladens. Yeah. And so I understand that let's say my brother not okay my brother sure. sure let's say he goes and like shoots up a freaking mall yeah i'm not on the hook for what he did however right. if i do you think the cops are going to let me flee the country if that happened like the no. next couple days no. Do you think they're going to be like oh yeah we're going to get you out of here just to keep people from getting right. pissed off at you we're going to f- shoot right. you out of the country no no No, it doesn't make any fucking sense right it's like yeah i i understand that people are probably out for blood yeah and you need to protect these people but you sure as hell should have kept them in the country to at least question them right yeah exactly so this one says in the days following 9-11 the last place most people wanted to be was on an airplane but the bin ladens living in the u.s couldn't get into the air fast enough though osama had been a Pariah to most of his relatives since the 90s, they were terrified of being labeled terrorists. Rightfully so. I mean, we labeled every brown person, whether they're Hispanic oh, yeah. or freaking uh,
1: yeah. Colombian or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you had a different shade of skin, yeah, you were. Like, dude, do, 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 are, are you from? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but still, it says,
0: though Osama had been a pariah since the 90s, they were terrified of being labeled a terrorist. CBS reported that one of his brothers frantically called the Saudi. Arabian embassy in Washington looking for protection and eventually holed up in the Watergate Hotel, obviously, because that's where all the shady yeah, shit right. happened. Many of the bin Laden's living in America were high school students who feared being murdered by a mob. Again, that's what protective custody is for. Right. Yeah, As with any filthy rich family, because they're basically the Kennedys of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. They were right. like stupid rich. Yeah. Stupid, powerful rich. Yes, with ma- massive connections in the country. Yes, and... Saudi Arabia and massive connections here, Yes, in the Americas. As with any filthy rich family, they had friends in high places. In fact, the highest office in the United States signed off on a mass evacuation of Saudi nationals. Between September 13th, two days later, and the 24th, the White House authorized 50 flights from 20 cities to take 160 Saudis out of the country. That's crazy. Including two dozen bin Laden. So 24 bin Ladens back to Saudi Arabia. The FBI was jarringly lax about the whole thing and didn't bother to vet the evacuees for possible ties to 9-11, even though a lot of them were related to the guy who planned it. So they didn't even, like, question them, yeah. didn't vet them, didn't do... It's just like, oh, yeah, we got to get these people out of right, here. Right, It's like, why didn't they ship all the brown people out? Because they all were in the same boat. Right, yeah. It was just like, oh, we're scared they're gonna, the mob's going to murder them. It's like, the mob was out for all of the brown yeah. people, not just the, the bin, bin ladens or right. the... And it's not even... It, Saudis too, yeah. like a bunch of other Saudis. Yeah, it says uh, the flights came to light in two thousand three, so two years later, much to the GW administration's dismay, filmmaker Michael Moore hammered the president for okaying the evacuations in the incendiary documentary Fahrenheit nine eleven. I didn't know that's the one thing that kind of outed it, but yeah, me neither. Because I hate Michael Moore; he's I a freaking moron. But so what do you think of that? It's just a little yeah, that weird, that in itself fishy. is
1: kind of incriminating, yes.
0: Does that first instantly, I mean, at least draw suspicion? Yes. And again, same with like I'm going to talk about Tower 7. As soon as you get a little suspicion, you start seeing the cracks in the story. Yeah. Like well, the, the foundation looks solid yeah. until you see what, once you see one crack, you start right. seeing oh, yeah. all the cracks. Well,
1: and, and when Bush comes down, he's like, you know, we're, we're going to stop at nothing to, to get to the bottom of this. Clearly. And, and clearly if You're not with us, you're against us. But you guys, you guys go because we don't want any trouble. <laughs> right, know? right, I right. Mean, so why, why do you think he let them out? Again, connections, right? I mean,
0: money. Do you know? Do you know the Bush connection with the Bin Ladens? I know they're close. Do you want to know how close? They're married to each other. Uh, not quite that close, <laughs> but here are some or some Bin Laden Bush connections that raise a few eyebrows. I'm just okay. going to hit the main couple here. That's going to make you be like, "What the fuck?" If you haven't heard this already, um, th- the first one is oil connections. Did you know G.W. Bush and Osama bin Laden's brother owned an oil company
1: together. I did not know that. Yeah. wouldn't surprise me, but I did not
0: know that. The connections between the bin Laden and Bush family goes back decades. Perhaps the first time of note that their paths crossed was in 1978 when GW and Salem bin Laden, the brother of Osama, set up Arbusto Energy in Texas. The business was far from a success, however, and by the mid-'80s, it having since merged with Spectrum Seven was taken over by a company called Harkin Energy. Um, so it says there was there were other wealthy Saudi investors connected to Arbusto, the person largely seen as being responsible for many introductions between the Bush family and these wealthy investors is our next entry on the list. That's this Jim Bath guy. He's another weird connection. Hmm. Jim Bath not only was the connection between the Bushes and the Bin Ladens, he was also a CIA asset. <laughs> Okay, that didn't surprise me. He was an asset around the same time Bush Jr. was venturing into the oil business. Um, at the same time, when the CIA was under the direct, the direction of Bush of Poppy Bush, Bush Sr., he also had connections going in all directions outside the U.S., particularly with rich Middle Eastern businessmen looking for opportunities with American dollars. Many of them were members of the royal family and the rich class of Saudi Arabia, including the Bin Ladens. In fact, his ties were so deep, um, the trust was so deep between him and Bin Laden family that Bath entered into an agreement with them to be their representative for business ventures in America. Hmm. Bath was a close friend with George Bush Jr. since their time together in the Texas Air National Guard. So... Not only do we have Bush and Bin Laden's working directly together, but Bush is best buds with this guy that has really close gut ties, and he's a CIA right. asset
1: under his dad, who is under his dad, of the CIA. Who head of, yeah. What's uh, Jim
0: Bath doing nowadays? I'm not sure. Hopefully, he's like burning in hell somewhere. <laughs> so um, then there's the Carlyle Group, which is one of those big elitist groups that the Bush family was part of. And the House of Saudi was part of, and the Bin Ladens had members of. Because so it talks about a um, secret political agendas between the Bush family and several rich Saudi investment or businessmen, including Saudi royals and the Bin Ladens, and a gathering of specific people known as the Carlisle Group. Do you know what Bush Senior was doing on the morning of nine eleven while his while George Bush was uh, in the. Um, the school reading an upside down book to the kids. <laughs> Have you seen this image? Yes. Where yeah. GW? Yeah. GW is reading his upside down storybook, or yeah. having no, the kids I, teach him yeah, how to seen read. That. Yes. Uh, do you want? Do you know what? Uh, where'd my article go? Do you know what what Bush Senior was doing at the time? Mm-mm. He was hanging out with Bin Laden's, no less. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Irony says while GW was reading a book about goats in a school in Florida at the time. <laughs> the 9-11 attacks were unfolding, George H.W. Bush was involved in a meeting representing the aforementioned Carlisle Group in D.C. at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, and he was with one of the brothers of America's soon-to-be-most-wanted man, Osama bin Laden. Hmm. So he's hanging out with Osama's brother yeah, in at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, talking about probably world domination and shit. <laughs> <All right>. While <laughs> George is off reading books about goats upside down, Or trying to learn how to read from kindergartners. And then his brother supposedly is orchestrating the greatest attack on the country since (laughs) 9-11. Yeah. So weird there, you think? A little bit, yeah. What are your thoughts with
1: that? I mean, it's... Not surprising, but... Right, yeah. I mean, again, it, it goes towards the closeness of the families, which is even more bizarre.
0: I'm sure you've heard the fact that uh, bin Laden was considered a CIA asset at one point in time. I knew that, yes. says, while most of the bin Laden family were astute and successful businessmen, Osama's talents were seemingly more hands-on and best applied in the field. (laughs) In the field, quote-unquote. During the 80s, Osama led militia groups against the Soviet Union in Afghanistan. His group was essentially armed, trained, and backed by the CIA. So, I mean... (laughs) We've talked about the Mujahideen and how we armed them, and then some of them split off and became al-Qaeda and used our own weapons and training against us. Uh, We've talked a lot, especially back in the pullout of Afghanistan, we talked about that a bit. Well, he was one of these people. Of course. He was one of these that was trained by us, armed by us, Mm -hmm. taught how to be a terrorist pretty much by us. And then now it makes you wonder if he is the patsy, that it kind of seems like he could be. I don't think he's dead. I think he is dead, but I don't think he was killed when right. they said. It. I okay. think because they talked about like kidney failure and shit years yeah. before. Okay, years before uh, Obama supposedly took yeah. him out with SEAL Team Six. Right. Um. So I think he
1: died a long time ago, but nobody yeah. wants to hear that. Right. The great. Can you America's imagine? The Seals like raid in, and they're like, um, he died like three months ago. It's like, <laughs>
0: throw it, grab his body and throw it over yeah, the yeah. ocean. Don't tell right. anybody. Yeah.
1: So, um,
0: but I mean, there are theories that he was the Patsy, he was the fall guy. Yeah. Why would they pick like such a connected person to like your own? Yeah. Was he like a. Uh, uh what's a tommy boy who's
1: like the or or like george w bush probably like i mean probably because it's the retard of the family that nobody
0: wanted anything to do (laughs) well
1: it sounded like you know i mean growing up he was he was very like pro-america and then like when afghanistan was was going through its whole deal with russia he called you know he answered the call right Mm -hmm. and you know the rest of the family was like dude what are you doing right and you're so, putting
0: a bad name on it you're yeah. putting a stain on us right now right I mean, so like... i mean yeah
1: and so they're probably like george senior is like okay who do you got that we can pin this on and they're like well we got we don't barry like, we don't like this guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> we got aussie <laughs> you know they had some weird name for him mm-hmm. bubba <laughs> we got we got he's our not... brother bubba over here yeah <laughs> well he's not one of our favorites why don't you go ahead and take him
0: Yeah. I mean, it's
1: possible he's the
0: black sheep of the family. Yeah, I mean, they talked at the beginning of this that he was the pariah since the 90s.
1: Or or was he just the idiot that when they're like, it had to be Al-Qaeda, it had to be somebody against us, and then he steps up and he's like, I did it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are videos out there that originally Osama bin Laden comes out, because you know when these attacks happen, you remember ISIS, how they would take yeah. responsibility for right. everything. Yes. It's yeah. like some white dude shoots up a yeah. church Drunk and like,
1: driver drives through and like, we that did that. that. That was us. That was us.
0: Yeah. Um, well, Osama bin Laden, after this, he's like, what? What do you- No. No. Yeah. They... Yes, I do hate America, but that wasn't me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't me at all. He's like, but I then, don't even know these assholes. <laughs> like, a few li- years later, his video supposedly surfaced where he took credit for 9-11. Yeah. But then going back in like reading the trans like when there was some saudi person that went and retranslated it and he's like i don't think that's what he's saying at all i think he's talking about the incident yeah but i don't think it's not adding up he's not necessarily taking responsibility for it so um i i don't know yeah just it makes you wonder if he was a patsy Like, what did he do? We always talk about to get out of the good graces of the overarching umbrella because you're a part of such a a freaking mega family like the Bin Ladens. It'd be like. Like you said, they were the
1: Kennedys of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it'd be like if Ted Kennedy went out and they're like, yeah, we're pinning. (laughs) I mean, but he wasn't. No, I he know got that. off though. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> he,
0: yeah, he killed a girl in a car wreck, yeah. but he got it. That yeah. got washed. Done. <laughs> right. I mean, they it, didn't send SEAL Team Six after him <laughs> to take him out. Yeah, but just think about if, like, Ted Kennedy was like, they were just pin on like some mass mass murder right. incident on Ted Kennedy yeah. or so, somebody like that of such prominence like that. That's that's what we're talking about right. here. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I do understand it is possible with their religion and stuff that he maybe he was radicalized right. and. Yeah. After all the shit that America put them through in the '80s yeah. and '90s, he's just like, oh, screw these guys. Yeah. I backed them for freaking decades, and this is—they leave us high and dry. Right. They yeah. leave. They—they want to. Obviously, it, they don't give two shits necessarily about USSR. They just want. They don't care about us. They just want to take over this area and well, reconstruct it to be theirs yeah. and i i'm not i'm not for that so yeah, yeah maybe he was radicalized yeah, i'm not my, saying he my, wasn't my
1: understanding is there's a lot of ill feelings from the whole kuwait thing oh i'm sure there's kuwait plenty of it. we sent you know we sent our people into saudi arabia and, they, and we left them there right so so let's move on to the
0: towers okay because we're already almost an hour into this, let's let's move on to the towers and how they fell. And I mean, we're just jumping all over the place right. with, yeah. like, poking holes. We're well, not even poking hole. It's like when you when you see like a, a hole in your jeans and you start picking at it and making it bigger and bigger. Sure. Like the hole is there, and yeah. we we're just like we're just pointing it out. out. Yeah, okay. which we, is hey, you got a hole in your jeans. Yeah. Now you're gonna notice that hole in your yeah, jeans for. Shit. So so the towers, I remember. So I was always on board with the mainstream narrative. Yeah. Except the collapse of the towers for some reason never sat right from right. the moment they they talked about this pancake theory right. of how and, and here's an image of the towers. Right. And you see uh the South Tower, uh the the second one. The plane hit between the 77th and 85th floor. That's that's consider- considerably down. It's almost a quarter of the way down, mm-hmm. I would say. So there's a lot of weight on top that right. I could almost see how the weight of that falling down could maybe start to smash some of yeah. it in. Right. But then you see the North Tower and how high it hit yeah. between the 93rd and 99th floor. There's not a lot of floors right. above that, yep. not nearly as much weight above that. So it, they hit the towers and the story goes something like this planes hit the towers and explode into it and cause fires that and it gets so hot in there i i understand the whole um the whole meme of jet fuel doesn't burn hot enough to ma- melt steel i i get that and i also get the side that's like well it's kind of a a hot box where because I mean wood and charcoal isn't get hot doesn't get hot enough to melt steel either right. but if you apply the right conditions you can make a what's the thing where you like yeah like a forge. make a forge yeah, yeah right I was going to say where you forge thing a yeah. forge <laughs> you can make a forge with like wood and charcoal yeah, right, yeah. with the right conditions you can get it hot enough yeah, to melt steel right. so I understand what they're saying well you don't understand the conditions in there right but that my point isn't to prove whether or not right. jet fuel melts steel beams because yeah. That's that's just a circle, a vicious circle we're going to talk ourselves around. Yeah. But again, like even back in my um uh very naive days, that the whole pancake theory where it, it's just one floor, like the top, the that floor or those floors collapsed and then all right. the floors started collapsing under the weight right. and it was just a domino I, effect. I
1: know I I was very I was very surprised by the the collapse mm-hmm. just because of how high it hit. And, like you said, it didn't seem like there was a lot of weight so when the when the building came down, I was just like, "Wait, what? I mean, I'm not an architect no, right me so and I don't I'm claim not to be
0: yeah i I don't claim to be an expert in this, but do you know how many times a high rise building has fully collapsed due to damage or fires? I don't think any three, three three times, three? okay." World Trade Center 1, World Trade Center 2, and World Trade Center 7. Okay. The only three times in history all happened on one day, and we're all the same event. And I could almost buy into this theory, this pancake theory, until, again, 7 pops up, and it's just like, wait, your theory, pancake theory here, apply that to 7 who had no planes hitting it. So how'd that happen?
1: So I remember them saying... That they felt the the build second building the south tower falling because that's the one that fell first, correct? Yes. That I think so. The the debris like weakened the the north tower, and then I I I thought I remember them saying that they felt like the two buildings falling the debris of that caused the weakening of building seven. We'll talk about that, but first. Let's look at uh, control demolitions
0: just to see Kay. what they look like, because just for fun. I've seen them in movies. Uh, let, let's, just, let's just take a look. Here is a video, a couple of videos I'm going to show you, of different control demolitions. And tell me if they look maybe similar to what we're seeing. So here's one. See how it just drops right into its foot, yep. footprint at nearly f- free-fall speed? So that's one. And everybody's cheering for that one, just like uh, the Israelis were cheering when uh, the towers fell. <laughs> Here's another one. This is in, I think, India. That, a job that one, yeah, didn't fall nearly as free. I, I feel like the the... The hijackers of nine eleven did a better job of demolishing right. a tower than those they ones because really those did. ones did not fall straight yes. down. You saw like it fell kind of yeah, kind on of the inside, one side into the, dust, the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if if uh, if for some reason because they, they put charges on di- all the floors and they will like. Sequentially, like yeah. blow each it's one up, up so they'll yeah. they'll just fall down on themselves. It'll fall into its footprint. Then you minimize the damage of tearing down the building, but you tear it down so much faster than if you were to just right. deconstruct it. And here is the third video.
1: That was
0: seven. For this to have happened, all of the buildings. That was Building Seven. Yes, you are absolutely correct.
1: Did it not look exactly? But that one yeah. looked cleaner. Right. With yeah, no planes yeah. falling. And what in. was the so? What was the position of Building Seven compared it's to like, the twin, twin Towers? It was
0: like uh, they said. I I've heard three blocks away to like a hundred yards away or something like that. Okay. Um, I I think it's a few blocks away though. Okay. Um, so so the story is, and it it's what you were saying. The original story was that the the particles and the pieces from right. the other buildings flew far enough to damage uh, right. Tower Seven, and that made it. structurally unsound, and then it fell. And then there were reports that, oh, there was diesel tanks being stored in the basement of Tower 7 that may have caused explosions that may have weakened it. Hmm. And then, as people really started asking questions, it came out that, no, there wasn't structural damage at all to this building. Yes, there was debris that caused office fires, like lots of office fires even, that weakened the steel beams and caused this to fall. Hmm. Now, the problem with that is there, there was some other building that in another country, I guess, or, or I think it was in the 90s there was a building that like eight floors burned consistently for 20 hours straight. And it was enough to warp the steel structure of it, like the internal structure of it. Some of the steel beams shifted as much as three feet and that building never fell. World Trade Center's f- three, four, five, and six all had severe structural damage. One got, like, completely cut in half by pieces of the uh, the towers falling, like, completely sliced in half, and it never collapsed. Others had, like, the bottoms just, like, ripped out of them. They right. didn't collapse. But this one that's, like, the furthest away right. suddenly falls in on itself because mm-hmm. of fires, office fires. Mm-hmm. You think they may if that's the case, you think somebody should get fired for designing this freaking building? Yes, probably. <laughs> I've heard I've heard a lot of rumors about this. One was that um World Trade Center 7, I, th- you'll you'll understand this, most people won't, but you'll understand this. But uh WTC 7 was put into test for 8 hours on 9/11. On the morning of 9/11, their fire system was put huh. into test. So no fire response would come if some event that's were to happen. Right. Now, again, this is just what I've heard. I mean, that's what I, if I was going to attack a building, I'd put it in test too. So, right. yeah, um, we've talked about this. If we're yeah. going to rob a bank, we could just put it in put test. It in test. And, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, another rumor is that, uh,
1: what, what was it? I, I don't remember. So, st- strategically speaking, <laughs> what would be the reason to drop building seven? I'm glad you asked because I have that information. Perfect. Do you know who Larry Silverstein was? Okay, I don't. Uh, the name is familiar. I think we've talked about him before. But... He purchased all the
0: World Trade Center, like the whole thing. Yeah, he okay. he privatized the World Trade Center in 2001. He just happened to buy the properties. Okay, and happened to. Put out major insurance policies on these properties months before, like mm. a month or so before, like major, including terrorist attack insurance. Of course. Obviously, well, it was attacked in '93. Right? Well, yeah. So. Well, yeah, and I'm not saying that yeah. is enough evidence. I mean, he made out like a fucking bandit oh, sure with this. Did. Yeah. But here's the interesting stuff on this that I didn't know. This part, I've heard that part, and I'm just and have you've heard where Larry? Uh, Silverstein is on, and he's like, yeah, the fire was getting so bad in World Trade Center 7 that we decided to pull it. And everybody's like, wait, what? Did You You haven't heard this? uh uh-uh. Really? So he said we decided to pull it? He said that was his exact words, and I wish I had the video for you to huh. see. He's just like, in an interview a few years later, it's like, yeah, the fires were burning so bad, and blah, 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 and so we made the decision to pull
1: it. And it's like, to pull it? Right. And so,
0: I mean, again... Do, like, if all
1: your buildings have a self-destruct button?
0: <laughs> Again, uh, playing devil's advocate, yeah. maybe he that's was saying like pull, pull the to like w- there's no more saving it. Let's pull the fire department out right. of there. You right. know, yeah, maybe, maybe, but that's right. just a weird choice a of way words, to, yeah, right? Right. Now, apparently, that is specifically what they would say, in, like if you're going to demolish a building, is hmm. all right, pull it, and then you take down the building, supposedly. Hmm. But it's just freaking weird to that me that weird. he would yeah. say that. And just, again, it's one of those things where it's just, like, blatant. If if he was in on this, it's so blatantly in your right. face, like, yeah, we did it. What are you going to fucking do about it? Yeah, and right, it's right. enough to piss you off, I guess. Yeah. But l- let me tell you a little more about this building, because it talks about uh, he purchased a lease um, for the building in July of 2001 for $3.2 billion. His Silverstein himself put up 125 million. Only 14 million was his own money, though. Uh, the net lease covered the building, or covered four buildings at the World Trade Center, so they owned four of the seven buildings. Okay, including the twin towers and the retail mall. It may have been one of the most elaborate deals in the leasing history of the of New York City. The speed with which this painstaking complex deal was closed is notable. So, the most complex deal in New York's history. And it was, the whole agreement was done in three months. Hmm. For that amount of money. That's insane. Yeah. It's just like, I want to move on this fast. For whatever reason, he wanted to move on it fast. Now listen to this. This is this is interesting to me. It was well known that the World Trade Center was an asbestos bombshell. Plans were made in 89 to completely dismantle the World Trade Center, not only because of asbestos problems, but also the elect. Electrolytic corrosion problems. So this building was like basically worthless because of asbestos and mm. it was corroding. And and it's only like twenty years old at that point because it was built in like seventy two. So wow. shitty building job, I right, guess. Yeah. So when he bought it for this exorbitant amount and painstakingly went through like a three month process to do this, he knew that it had all these problems and they were wanting to tear these things down to and begin he with. Bought but them it, anyways, but yeah, it was going to cost. The, the reason why they hadn't is because it was going to cost too much. Right. And so it says, apparently the plans were dropped because they were considered prohibitively expensive. The only reason the building was still standing on 9-11 was it was too costly to, dis- to disassemble floor by floor. So, so hmm. again, he got off lucky. Right. So he buys the—I I don't know if this is all true. This is less of a mainstream site here. This is from Serendipity something dot Li or something. So this could be a lot of made-up speculation. but right. It it seems plausible, I guess. So it says, um, Why would Silverstein, a knowledgeable real estate developer, pay millions of dollars to get control of a building that was uneconomic, was an environmental basket case, and had serious corrosion problems? says, All of Lucky Larry's problems disappeared September 11, 2001. He filed two insurance claims for the, the maximum amount of the policy, based on two, in Silverstein's view, separate attacks. So he filed... For two separate insurance claims because there was two separate attacks on his property instead of it just being one. He's like, yeah, I'm going to file a claim on the properties overall for one terrorist attack. And then I'm going to file overall again for a separate terrorist attack, even though it's the same same damn thing. Yes. So but I I think he ended up walking away with like four billion dollars out of it or something like that. (laughs) So four point five. Yeah. Yeah. So. Larry yeah. Silverstein, he's an interesting character, to say yeah. the least. And, again, this isn't a reputable source. This gets into, like, uh, some, what you may consider anti-Semitic type shit, because, sure. okay. I mean, he's Larry right. Silverstein. He's so, yeah. Um, yeah, you can see where this probably So I'm not going to get into that yeah. side of it. But that part of it there was interesting, because I knew about him, making out like a bandit with insurance claims. But if, in fact, this was a pretty shitty building already, and he's just like, well, what could I do? Then And then he comes out and says, yeah, we pulled it. I mean, that would be the reason. You you asked the question, why would they take out World Trade Center 7 too?" Well, A, it was a piece of shit building that he wanted to take down in the first place. B, apparently there's... Significant Secret Service headquarters, CIA headquarters, IRS headquarters, FBI headquarters, um, SEC headquarters—all within WTC Seven. Hmm. Another interesting fact I heard read about uh, Building Seven was Giuliani had moved his headquarters there, and they had revamped this section of the building to be like bombproof with like bulletproof glass and like explosive-proof walls and shit because. This building was deemed like the safest like place in New York. Building seven. Building seven was, <laughs> and it's <just> like <laughs> you think you'd at least find when the whole building pancaked on itself. You'd at least find his bomb shelter yeah. in the middle of the rubble, un- unhinged because of how secure it was. Yeah. But, but th- there's no evidence of that anywhere. Um. So yeah, building seven. Wow. Was again the the thing
1: that. Opened my mind to like, what the hell is
0: even going on here?
1: Yeah, well, and and so and says apparently in in an interview he said he typically would eat breakfast on top of the yes. World Trade Center. <laughs> yes, that too. Yes, he happened to miss that day to go to it with his wife to a doctor's appointment.
0: And there was a lot of people, and I'm not get, going to get into specifics, but there was a lot of people that just happened to not be in the towers. Yeah. The day that it happened. Like specific groups of people. It's kinda like uh with the Oklahoma City bombing where uh, we talked about how a bunch of the FBI agents were kinda right. out on a steam right. operation, yeah. happened to be right. or not FBI, the uh was it ATF? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Just happened to not be in the building at the time yeah. of the explosion. And it's just like, hmm, that's a little fishy. Um so when you get like specific groups that their whole group of people is just like, you know, I, I decided not to come in today. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, the the sale of the World Trade Centers is almost as shady as what happened to the World Trade Centers themselves. Mm-hmm. When you read through the whole like story of it all, I mean, it, it's really bizarre how it all went down.
0: Yeah, I haven't really got too much in yeah, besides this. When, but... when you
1: yeah, take take a read of it because it. I mean, it somebody else had gotten the bid originally. And then they bailed out at the last second. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah.
0: he he lost the bid. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the first place contestant was just like, never mind. Yeah. And like walked well, away. But or, but then
1: they got they announced right after they gave it up. They announced that they're building the new Bloomberg headquarters downtown.
0: So freaking yeah. Weird. So again, we can't dig deep into all of these things, but yeah, we're pointing you in the right direction. Right. Like. Well, why don't you look at this? If if you buy the main narrative, look at this, look at this, look at Building Seven, look at the Bush uh, Bin Laden yep. connections, look at the fact that the Bin Ladens were allowed to fly out even though mm. airlines were completely right. shut down for days. Yeah. Uh, look at these fucking things. Right.
1: Well, and and you know they always say you know whenever you're doing any kind of investigation, follow the money. Mm-hmm. Right. Who made out like a bandit.
0: Yeah, and you got Larry Silverstein, who's made one of Out them. Like a Bandit. And I'm sure... Uh, I'm going to get into another person that has such bizarre connections. And I haven't even, like, made... Like, it, it, it'll It probably blow your mind a bit, too. Okay. So, But I'm going to talk about that in the second half, because we are about due for a break. Um, before we move away from the buildings, though, did you notice on the videos of the uh, controlled demolitions. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to one of them. Um, this, like, here, I gotta pull this up for everybody to see. This is the the India one. Notice all the dust and debris that goes flying out in all directions. Yeah, Very similar to what we saw on that 911 one, yeah. where you just saw it rolling through the streets, right. around the corners and yeah. stuff. Just flying, du- like, vaporized dust. Yeah, it was nasty. And if a building were just to fall over, it wouldn't just, like, crumble into itself with the dust just, like, vaporizing. And so, um, but but uh, the investigators, like, FEMA investigators were like, well, because people in all, specifically Building 7 were like, there, there's video, and I don't have it here because we don't have time. There's video of where you hear an audible explosion. Mm-hmm. before the building collapsed. Mm. And uh, it's just like, what the hell was the explosion caused by if it was just office fires and there's not diesel in the basement from what right. they concluded? What was this explosion? But then they're like, no, there there was no explosions. Mm. Like the investigators and stuff were like, we found no evidence of ex- explosive material. And then they were asked, well, did you test for explosive material? And they were like, no. Right. They didn't test this debris for... Explosive right. material. And then, after it all happened, so that happened September 11th. How, how long do you think it would take to clear all that shit out and God.
1: investigate a crime scene? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, psh, months. Like, six, seven months. They, they
0: got all that debris and shipped it to China. To recycle. They shipped it to the lowest bidder, which happened to be China. Of they course. didn't investigate any of the debris. They didn't, like sift through the parts and feel like you think they'd have like structural engineers in there like what failed like how do we prevent this from happening what failed no nobody did nobody invest they just got the fuck Hmm. out of there they broke so many investigative laws just shipping that out of there but there was somebody who was in an apartment next door or like a a block or so away that the debris like blew in her windows and she took a sample of that to like some physicist or something, and he determined that yes, there was explosive material in this dust. He hmm. privately invested, but no- nobody wants to hear that. Nobody, hmm. nobody will touch that because FEMA said there was no explosive material right. in this. So, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Like it's too late now. I would think to oh, yeah. nothing's going to
1: change yeah. exposing this shit. Well, and I mean, but
0: there's just so many questions. <laughs>
1: you know plus uh who is um was it um oh gosh who's the clinton's uh um uh, go to guy um Stephanopoulos? no no podesta podesta <laughs> oh okay yeah where we're... he um he, he apparently had taken uh documents out of the 9/11 commission stuffed them in his pants you didn't hear about that
0: no yeah maybe yeah. i did at some point yeah like, he, he... That doesn't sound familiar
1: yeah so he stuffed do- uh not Documents in his pants from the 9-11 commission left the building and uh, and destroyed them. And so and and they found out about it, but nobody ever did anything about it. So
0: like how how do you allow such shoddy, shitty investigative work? Right. I mean, it has
1: massive, massive, like, you know attack against America, and it's like, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Right. But first, we need to get all these people out, and we need to get rid of all this evidence, and we need to get rid of this paperwork, and now we're going to get to the bottom of it. Right.
0: I don't know. Where are you sitting so far? You hanging on? I'm still hanging in there. Yeah?
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: Not too crazy yet, but... No. I mean, but if, but if you can make it this far, then you're fine. Because, yeah. I mean, we're not going to get into the... Bizarreness of yeah, like I, I there was like some there's some conspiracy theories that they use like s- like supersonic weapons to like vaporize them like right, uh right what what's it called like the audible weapon yeah like, I I know what you're talking about to t- to destroy yeah it's basically because uh. Nikolai Tesla supposedly had, like, something where you could hit sound waves at a mm-hmm. building and you could literally crumble a building. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, that was one of those. Yeah. I mean, it goes to, like, holograms. Planes were holograms. It, it right. just well, – like, you, things that yeah. really don't freaking matter.
1: Right, yeah. But well, j- and you uh, – the one of the things you sent me today said that the, the uh, planes were, like um, – Remote like GPS, yeah, remote gonna, control yeah. from tomahawk missiles. Going to talk about that. Yeah. We're
0: going to talk right, about okay, that. Okay, Uh that comes in the second half. And then you—you
1: you had made a mention. I didn't even know if this was a. Cons- was, is this a conspiracy theory or not? That that possibly people didn't die in the towers.
0: I mean, there's always certain speculation that yeah. hey, was there even people there? Right. Uh, I. I know Building Seven didn't have supposedly was already evacuated. Yeah, at the time and I believe before. that. Yeah, I mean it was a while before that one fell, but I don't know if I I don't necessarily believe that nobody died in the tower. No, because I, I, I don't think yeah. if the government shitty enough to do this, they're they're shitty enough right. to kill their people too. Well,
1: I, and the way I look at it is they're probably like, um, okay, what what's a, a high value target we can hit with minimal life? Mm. Oh well, two thousand nine hundred people. Okay, all right, yeah, that's, that's acceptable. That's that's, that's, that's not bad. Right? I
0: mean, in the grand scale right. of things, that's not too but bad. Think about
1: how many lives we're going to save, right? Right. So, we're going to get into break because we're long past due. And y- you know, uh, another little thing, Jim Bath. When I looked him up, uh-huh. uh huh. Not only is he involved with in real estate, but apparently he's a big um, seller of uh, airplane parts.
0: <laughs> Convenient, yes. Like. Used airplane parts? No, no well... <laughs> like post-crash yeah, airplane parts? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting how the the random connections that usually yeah. aren't all that random, though. Right. So we're going to get into break, and we're going to come back and talk a few more of the theories, and then we're going to wrap it all up with how this applies. Like, why do we need to talk about this yeah. today? So uh, we'll take four or five minutes, and then we're just going to come back and continue this conversation. So don't... Go anywhere. Goodbye.
1: Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remsa W. Martinez, and I asked myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange crazy amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real but actually are go ahead and check out my new show on the run with rumpster w martinez at the we are libertarians network you can find on the run with rumpster w martinez on itunes soundcloud stitcher google play you know how the internet works Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together.
0: Hey everybody, I just wanna take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, that is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. We're back. Are you back? I think
1: I'm back, yeah.
0: Good. Yes. Back
1: into the, the crazy train.
0: Yeah. Talking 9-11. Talking crazy. Why are we talking crazy? Because we can't. First of all, we can. Yes. We haven't done a 9-11 episode, so we're due for one. This is probably... Unless, unless some crazy evidence comes out in the future against this, it's probably the only 9/11 episode we're going to do. Yeah, no, like we're going to do a 9/11 party every 9/11. No, it gets old.
1: Yeah, there's only so much you can do with 9/11. I mean, maybe we could do like, you know, some kind of wild, like you know, what if type thing, or you know, kind of. Yeah, you can't do a 9/11 party every year.
0: Maybe you you can but Well yeah,
1: but it gets old. I mean you could probably do a George Floyd party every year. Yeah, probably I mean you (laughs) gotta. You could just add the drugs.
0: Um, however I I feel like there's probably a lot of listeners out there that are hearing this stuff and they're like, Yeah, no shit. Yeah, no shit. But for for the most part this is just me talking to you like right. hey Bill but, have you heard this? Have you been, <laughs> yeah.
1: but there's if but, you're but, out there there's people out there that right. have Right, and I no and I, I know I I'm sure there's lots of people out there that are like, wait what?
0: Like I know my wife hasn't heard anything. Oh my wife
1: shit. either. I, I mentioned to her tonight before I left and she's like, Wait what? Yeah. And, and so, so
0: if if you know at least one person, there's at least probably hell, yeah. a couple hundred thousand people out there that and it's not even necessarily We've been kind of trained and like groomed. I I, I guess mm-hmm. I can keep using that word to not question that narrative, and that I feel like we're in a time now where more and more people are coming out and questioning like the COVID thing mm-hmm. and what the government is capable of through COVID, through the mm-hmm. vaccines and shit. And so now is the time to be like. You think that's bizarre? Right. Now, now through the this lens that you currently have, look back at this. Right. Just look back yeah. and tell, ask yourself, is the government capable of something like this? Or it, I'm not even saying that the government did it. Are they capable of mass cover up of right. like, say, it was like Saudi or Israeli related or some somebody other than the Afghani freaking yeah. Al Qaeda, right? That was responsible for it, or uh, something didn't add up. Maybe one building got pulled when it shouldn't have you know.
1: But, but w- again, to, to allow yourself to go there, right? All right. Again, number one, most people that are going to question the narrative were all in on Team Bush. Yeah. Right? I was. Oh, uh, yeah. I was, oh, on I on was too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, first of all, you got to admit to the fact that, okay, Team Bush was not what it was cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. Right? And then to admit the fact that your government is willing to kill off about... Three thousand Americans, right, to pull us into what war? To pull us into, right, to reshape the oil, Middle East? To reshape the world, Middle East? Yeah, more control over American back, citizens. And build back better. Right. Uh, the,
0: the what was it? What did I call it? The Great American Century? Yeah, yeah. or the New American the Century? The New American Century. Yeah. yeah. So
1: to to admit that to open that door, I mean, what are you saying about the rest of because because the first thing I thought of when I when I finally was like, okay, is this a plausible scenario? Okay. Did Woodrow Wilson sink a ship to get us into World War One? Yeah. Did right. Roosevelt allow Pearl, Pearl Harbor to happen yes. to get us yes. into World War Two? Again,
0: even if even if they didn't cause nine eleven, they at least it at least was a Pearl Harbor scenario yeah. where we knew it was coming and we right. just did it, like held out a bit to see yeah. how this played out. We talked about it in the nineties with right. uh, the Oklahoma City bombing, and uh, yeah. we saw evidence of the first World Trade Center bombing where they knew it was going to happen and they yeah. were, remember they were going to send in that guy with the fake explosives right, right, and they're right, like, yeah. no, nah, we got another job yeah. for you. Yeah, And it seems like the FBI was always like, eh, let's see how this plays out. Right? Yeah. Is this a scenario? and If it is a scenario and if we can look at these and see how that's a plausible scenario mm-hmm. like Oklahoma City or WTC1, yeah, then why can't we think it's plausible that the CIA was like, uh, let's see how this plays out. Or like Dick right. Cheney or uh, who is the other uh, Kissinger uh, yeah. was just like, uh, this might be really good for us. Right. Let's yeah. do, just never just, let a, a good tight. crisis go to waste. Because I, I know for a fact with the Pentagon, uh, some some other cabinet member came out and was like, yeah, he went down to the bunker and the vice president was already there, which I is a little weird that he's right. already set up shop there. Because yeah. um, this guy apparently got down there like immediately and- there's VPRE there. And somebody kept, when the plane was flying towards the Pentagon already, there was a, like a, somebody, somebody under Dick Cheney that's like, uh, the plane's 20 miles out, He's, and he didn't say anything. And then like, the plane's 10 miles out, and he didn't say anything. And the person was like, does the order still stand? And from what this cabinet member that witnessed this thought it was, the order to shoot down the plane but the plane never got shot down and cheney's exact words were obviously the order still stands because i haven't said anything otherwise and so i mean this isn't this isn't a conspiracy theorist right. this there's videos of this guy this cabinet member saying that mm-hmm. dick cheney said these things so what was that order was right. it just let it play out just right. let it hit you know, like whatever just because if the order was to shoot down the fucking plane yeah. why didn't they shoot down the fucking planes That's right. the next question right, right absolutely. A plane they knew a plane was flying towards the Pentagon. Yeah. They lost track of it for a long time like they shut off their transponders or whatever sure. but it came back on the radar's view. You're telling me the Pentagon doesn't have anti-aircraft weapons? Right, right. Like, they tried to tell us that after the fact, Yeah. but you know they fucking do. Absolutely. Or they've got a jet somewhere that's protecting D.C. They weren't yeah. all on some kind of freaking uh, right. mission somewhere else. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. when they did scramble jets, they are like, go out to the Atlantic Ocean and patrol from there. And so they were like hundreds of miles away even then, even after yeah. they scrambled. So, I don't know, there's just a lot of weird well, and shit. Bill, that-
1: and we, you and I have talked about, I think, privately that you know, that the belief that maybe Flight 93 was shot down.
0: Yeah, that was another one I wanted to talk about was the the cell phone thing is weird to me. Like, the whole Mm. story of Flight 93, it makes for a good, like, uh, Hollywood drama.
1: Like the ghost of Kiev.
0: Yes. Right. But did it happen? And the, the thing that got me questioning that was that there was cell phones being used at whatever thousands of feet, and yeah. I do have an article that kind of addresses that. We're going to jump around a bit because we can. Yes. Um. Let me let me try to find that one because the cell phone thing strikes me as strange. 9-11 phone calls, disturbing irregularities uncovered in the calls that flashed once or flashed around the world. Uh, let's pull this up. It says, uh. From American Flight American Flights 77, Barbara Olson fleshed out the drama of my my eyes are like blurry because I just stared into the light, so I'm having a hard time reading. <laughs> um, of diminutive Muslim hijackers using knives and box cutters to herd dozens of passengers to the rear of the plane. These and other reported calls have now been examined by the 9-11 Consensus Panel of Scientists, Pilots, Professors, Attorneys, and Journalists. The panel began its research in 2011 with the Twin Towers and sudden stunning collapse of the adjacent World Trade Center 7. Uh, The official conclusion that all 82 support columns, blah, 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 we talked about this. Okay, right. That's World Trade Center 7. All 82 support columns failed, and it collapsed, obviously, due to office fires. Of obviously. course. Uh, the, it says the famous let's roll drama, which is the people Todd on the Beamer. phone. What's
1: that? Oh, Todd Beamer, right? Was that that his Was name? his name? Yeah.
0: I, I'm not sure. Um, the passenger that said let's roll on Flight 93, and they attacked him and crashed right. the plane. Right, right, right. It says the famous let's roll drama, The Passengers Revolt on UA-93, uh, was relayed by pastor Todd Beamer there you go 13 his 13 minute unrecorded seatback call to GTE telephone supervisor Lisa Jefferson who reported Beamer as strangely tranquil declining to speak to his wife which i don't i don't know in that situation it's like do you call your wife and say goodbye or you not call and not worry her i don't know i think i would call her i think i'd call I, her too. i think it's fucking yeah. weird then right early Beamer's phone line remained open 15 minutes after the crash. That's a weird part, too. That is weird. I mean, the the plane's completely obliterated. There's no trace of a plane in this crater. There's no trace of a human in this crater. But the phone line stayed open somehow for 13 minutes. Oddly, the Verizon wireless record showed 19 calls were made from his cell phone long after the crash. (laughs)
1: Interesting. That's,
0: yeah. Initial... Media reports and FBI interviews detailed more than a dozen cell phone calls from planes at high elevations. Yet in 2001, a telephone spokesperson stated that sustained mobile calls were not possible above 10,000 feet. During the 2006 trial, the FBI under oath reduced the number of cell phone calls from over a dozen down to two calls made from 5,000 feet. So it went from a dozen calls to two calls made from below 5,000 feet. Hmm. And the evidence they presented was from one call that was disconnected after zero seconds. Hmm. So they're like, oh, there's a dozen calls of these passengers calling their wives and stuff. They cut that down because they came out and they're like, that wasn't impossible in 2001. It was only possible under 10,000 feet to make because of cell towers. Right. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that was, that was the thing that I always, like within the last few years, it's like, how the fuck are they making cell phone calls? Right. Yeah. I mean, they talk about... The the phone the, the plane phones, but specifically many of them, up to a dozen from what they're saying, were made from cell phones. Mm. And now they've cut that down to two, but the only evidence they have is one that lasted zero seconds. So hmm. Hmm. yeah, it's those things that make you right. say, hmm. Yeah. And so <clears throat> it makes me wonder if if the flight ninety three happened and if it crashed, either A the, the hijackers were idiots and crashed it, the most plausible thing to me is they're like, hey, he's on trajectory for the White House. Right. Fucking shoot that shit right. down. Right. But the government doesn't want to come out after no, 9-11 no. and be Who like- Who would do that, right? We shot down, yeah. a
1: even though- We shot down our own American citizens.
0: I feel like, me personally, I'd be like, yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that sucks for them, but- Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah shoot down the fucking plane. Right. I, I'm sorry for the people that are lost, but- Yeah after three buildings were already yeah. hit with planes supposedly right yeah let's shoot down that fucking Absolutely. plane but and uh, more evidence about it is that apparently there was reports and i saw it, it was like cbs it's not like conspiracy the cbs reported that another so if a plane crashes right there's a debris field and it might scatter right. around yeah. usually find pieces of the plane but you didn't then which whatever sure maybe sure. it just obliterated and all the evidence and all the bodies besides i think they found like the driver's license of one of the terrorists obviously and uh, when when world trade center was hit they found one of the passports on the sidewalk of one of the terrorists too yeah the the plane disappears into oblivion and melts right. but yeah. but the passport made it out safely right. that, that's yeah. cool that's that is... that's fine and unbelievable but anyway the whole plane obliterated So you would expect, like, maybe a trail of debris or whatever. Yeah. But apparently they found a second site of plane debris six miles away from the initial. Too Mm. far away for it to have blown or, like, exploded on impact and thrown it that far. That tells me that something... That it got shot, and the section that blew off initially fell, and then the plane continued to fly six miles before crashing into the ground. And the first site was the stuff that blew off the plane, and the second site was the plane itself. Right. So that tells me they probably shot down the freaking plane. And I'm, uh, (laughs) I'm fine if they did that. Yeah, absolutely. But this whole dramatic scenario that they came out—they well, we don't. Oh, I mean, if we start looking and hating on the government for shooting down the plane, maybe they'll start suspecting us of other shit out there.
1: Right. Right. But like you said, of everything that was going on, that's the one thing that I would be like, you know what? You, you got to do that. You, got me, there. Right. Yeah, I mean, you how, got me there. How many other people could have died if you didn't do that?
0: I mean, I, I, I'm sure that the families would have been pissed, but but come on now. So let's talk about the Pentagon real quick. Here's the, the image of the destruction from the Pentagon. And they always say, hey, there was just a 12-foot hole hit. How does a plane create a 12-foot hole? But you see on this picture, there was quite a bit more damage than just that. That yeah. was like the final wall, there was a 12-foot hole. Right. The the crazy things isn't... I, again, this is a scenario where the plane just disappeared, like vanished. There's right. no evidence of a plane in that wreckage. No, no bodies, no nothing like that. It just burned up to non-existence. The weird things are, not just the, like, we again, like the structural stuff with the towers, we can argue back and forth that steel can't melt from jet fuel. We can argue that this couldn't have been created by a plane. Whatever, we're not going to get anywhere with that. The weird thing is this. If you were a terrorist and you wanted to do the most damage— it would do more damage in this structure here. This is like layer. It's like right. strips, like hallways, like separated hallways. If you just nosedived right into the
1: top of this, you would have taken oh, out a right. lot more people, and would take a lot less skill.
0: A lot less skill. Yes, it's not, it doesn't take hard to push down on that thing right and, and come down, like,
1: but to hit a
0: wall like that, to oh, come no, down no. that low, it gets w- much more complicated than that. Here is the trajectory of that plane because all they would have had to do is fly straight over and not nosedive on it. To get that trajectory, they had to do this like very specific, like 360 turn all mm-hmm. the way around. And they came, yeah, they came in at like practically like zero yeah. feet, right? And crashed like basically straight into this thing, right? Definitely a little bit more skill than just a then couple. Somebody weeks that of... failed Cessna pilot training, right. yeah, failed, yeah, or like couldn't couldn't maneuver a Cessna plane but was able to do this and there are pilots that have come out and been like that's damn near impossible yeah right for a skilled pilot yeah let alone whatever they were supposedly right. like took three flight classes right. on, in yeah. a Cessna plane um so that that makes you wonder and is that trajectory even correct right because there's the theories that a missile hit it. And maybe they're. This is the only plausible thing because I'm sure the first thing people ask is, "How did they get that plane from that altitude to this altitude at right. that angle?" Yeah. Well, they did this really bizarre 360 turn and came and spun back around. Yeah. And I mean, the calculation to hit that yeah. that would take some not just
1: serious right plane flying, but some serious mathematical equations. Right. Right. And and I mean, yeah, like you said, why why? Why not, like you said, you, they do more damage coming straight down. Why go into a wall?
0: But we got all the camera footage that shows that this right. happened,
1: right? Oh, absolutely.
0: They released but, five five frames, not yeah. five videos, five frames hmm. where you see nothing except just, like, a blur and then just, yeah. like, a fireball, and that's it.
1: Five frames of video is all they uh, caught. What was the uh, casualty list from the— uh pentagon like how many There was a
0: few hundred i think
1: because oh yeah the other part of this was
0: not only did they do this bizarre 360 maneuver but apparently this is the theory apparently they did this 360 maneuver and slammed specifically into this one spot of the pentagon that had been reinforced recently for terrorism it -hmm. had like double steel beams and like bomb-proof glass and stuff on this one side. So instead of nose-diving down doing the most damage, they do this bizarre 360 spin and hit the one area that was just recently mm. reinforced, causing the least amount of damage possible yeah. to the Pentagon. Interesting. And then there's the theories that were like, well, that wing of the Pentagon had this information and that information. Right. And we've all heard the rumors that, uh, what's his name, what was the general at the time, that the head of the military... <laughs> Uh, that came out and said they lost like 3 trillion dollars like on September 10th. Did,
1: oh, yes. I can't remember. Who I can't was.
0: think of his name either, but you you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um yeah, so so there's that. There's I mean there's just so many ab- abnormalities to this. It's yeah. just like if this was just this bizarre thing where four people right. slammed into this building, man, they They got really fucking lucky because, I mean, you veer, like, a degree, and you're, like, two miles off course in an airplane. Yeah. One degree is, like, miles. Yeah.
1: And there was a lot of luck going on that Mm. day. I mean, Silverstein made out. Terrorists hit a a one-in-a-million shot with an airplane. Right. I mean, just, I don't know.
0: And uh, Pearl Harbor 2 happened, which is what Kissinger wanted, and um, the— the wars right. kicked off, which is what they all wanted. Yeah. And it's right. it's just crazy how yeah. that all adds yeah. up to, and just works yeah. out in some people's benefit. Yeah. Not not for the three thousand people that died. Right, right. But, but some people made out like a band-aid. Yeah. Then Dan Rather. I don't think I've never heard this here. I want to know if you've heard this one. So a lot of these things are probably things that you've kind of heard a little bits and pieces yeah. of. This one is like straight Oklahoma City-type fuckery. Okay. Listen to this report. This was on September 11th, 2001. Okay. This was reported by multiple people. Listen to this.
2: And word late tonight that two suspects are in FBI custody after a truckload of explosives was discovered around the George Washington Bridge. That bridge uh, links uh, New York to New Jersey over the Hudson River. Whether the discovery of those explosives had anything to do with other events of the day is unclear, but the FBI has two suspects in hand, said the truck uh, load of explosives, enough explosives were in the truck to do great damage to the George Washington Bridge. But they arrested the two suspects, and they are questioning them as we speak.
1: Do you
0: remember that? I do remember hearing You that. do? I, yeah. I don't remember yeah. this at all. Do you remember anybody talking about it after 9-11?
1: No, because yeah, has this
0: ever been like reported on, like post, I, like oh no. yeah, the the twin towers were hit, uh, the Pentagon was hit, the yeah. Pittsburgh plane
1: fell, and then we thwarted the bombing of the Washington yeah. Bridge. Because I, I thought that they, they they also had thought that there was a attack in L.A. <laughs> I that don't
0: remember. Yeah, there
1: was going to be there. I thought they had caught some people trying to um, do some damage out in L.A. as well. Covering the shit up. That that's yeah. like
0: the Oklahoma City bombing. They cover up the second driver of the U-Haul right. truck, yeah, or the rider truck, whatever the moving truck. It's just not there anymore. The right. information's not there. This information, like nobody talked about this mm-hmm. September twelfth or thirteenth or fourteenth or right. now. Nobody's talking about the fact that there was a truck full of explosives, and what what the hell was that doing? Like. Right was this part of this or was this just some one-off thing that it's just like, Oh, that's not reportable now because it wasn't had nothing to, it's like that. That's pretty significant. I think to just be memory hold the way it has been. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's like you add all the, the holes together. It makes one really big plot hole and it's just like really fucking weird to me. Yeah, no, I agree. So we, we got a few more weird things and then we'll wrap this show up by bringing it back home. So so you, you mentioned the article about <clears throat> the autopilot ship. Yes. Let's talk about that. So this is a theory. And this, I, I said, remember the timelines. Because this guy is saying, and this is, I think, just an op-ed. But this guy is saying that there is no way these four guys operated separately with no communication. Right. He thinks that these were, like, flown remotely mm. because of the timeline of it. And here's the mm. timeline. And it, yeah, it is bizarre. It it adds up because what what he's basically saying. I'm not going to read the whole article, but what he's basically saying is that if you were to jump on a plane, you were going to hijack it, and you were going to crash it into whatever. The odds are you would probably get on the plane once it takes off, once it hit altitude, you'd get on it immediately so you don't miss your time. Right? You, you're like, right. okay, uh, I I don't want something in case something happens. I'm going to go ahead and attack now and take control of this plane now right. and hang out until the time I'm supposed to hit it. So here's the timelines of how they they transpired, though, because it wasn't like... Like the first one, you see the green here is where is where the the plane's sitting on the tarmac. The yellow right. is where the plane is flying, yeah. and the red is where the hijackers took over. Yeah, You see on the first one, there was a matter of maybe... 12 minutes into the flight, 15 minutes into the flight when they took over. The second one, there's a matter of, it looks like probably, it, it says the specific times between them. Hang on. But I I can't find it now. So it, it was a, a little bit longer between the time it took flight. It was like probably 30 minutes. And then it was like 45 minutes. Then it was like 52. Like, yeah, it was like almost an hour the last Almost one. an hour the last yeah. one. And it, it, what he's showing here is it's weird how mm-hmm. as soon as it, – it's like if they were a remote flown, they'd get it in position and lock it in remotely right. to where it was and autopilot the into next and then jump over to the next one. And you see right here where it's like they have control of the plane, and then right before the crash, they take control of the next plane. And then right before that crash, they take control mm-hmm. – it's like they lock it in right, and then – move on to the next one yeah. and they're flying it remotely and that's this guy's theory he's like it's not it's just not um it it's just bizarre like the 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 order the amount of time between them how it was just conveniently one after yeah. the other after the other. and it it makes sense that they consecutively, would be crash, crash, crash. But mm. the fact that they took them over in the order that they did, right. rather than as soon as the flight, like 10 minutes later, like the first one, 10 minutes later, we're going to take over this flight. Yeah, maybe we'll fly it around for a little bit, right. go on a joyride, and then crash it right after the next yeah. one. But if they were not communicating, which no flight right. records, no recording showed that they or were in they, communication how would they with have each done other. It, exactly. Right? Um, then how would they have known to, like, okay, I'm about to crash. You go ahead and take over yeah. yours now. Right. So this guy is saying
1: that somebody, like one team, was remotely controlling this yeah. from the ground. Well, and, and beyond that, right, to, to say, like, well, they could have synchronized. But if you look at the that chart, the flights were delayed, right? Yeah. They yeah. were delayed longer than what they would have been. And and that's not something you could plan for. Yeah, let's down
0: to that one. Yeah, you can't account for flight delays when, when you're planning these things out right, so precisely. Yeah. yeah, because the scheduled takeoff of the first was 745. It didn't take off till almost eight.
2: Mm-hmm. The second
0: one was uh delayed fourteen minutes, the third was delayed ten minutes, the fourth was delayed forty-two minutes. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then you have the the different times like between uh the gap of time. Oh yeah, here it is. So the first one between takeoff and deviation off course, so the takeover time. The first one was 15 minutes, second 28, the third 34 minutes, and the fourth was 58 minutes. Yeah. So he says, if we consider the case of technological control of the planes, whatever the system, there would have been one team controlling the planes from a remote area. One could suggest that in order not to make any errors, a single team would have managed one plane at a time in sequential manner. So what we are saying, like as soon as you get it on course, you move to the next one right before it crashes. Because He's basically saying, um, it's just not, it doesn't make sense, like, none of this mm-hmm. makes sense. The delay time, ha- how it was like the guy that waited 52 minutes, he w- was basically like, Oh, I'm very late, I better get on right. this because yeah. I'm gonna miss it. So, but no, um, because his flight was 45 minutes late already, yeah. right? He'd be yeah. like, Oh, shit, I need to get on, I need on to this, hurry up and crash this shit, get on this right yeah. away. But he waited another. Yeah. Like 53 minutes before yeah. he jumped on it. Well,
1: and and yeah, and even then it wasn't the scheduled crash, right? He was probably about another 20 30 minutes away from right. his destination. Exactly.
0: So, the only thing that <clears throat> makes me question this theory is the fact that the the Pentagon one did such a 360 maneuver right at the end and they're saying like they remotely locked them in and right. they moved to the next one. Yeah. Well, that right.
1: I mean, maybe they I, I don't know. That well, okay. Go ahead. Hold on. <laughs> um, what if what if there was some kind of um, laser guided system and someone painted the target?
0: I mean that's possible too. And it, before you get into and say, guys, you guys are fucking crazy. Nobody remote controlly flies a plane. I have to point out this freaking technology owned by Boeing and Honeywell called the Boeing Honeywell Uninterruptible Autopilot. This came out in 2006 as a patent. So this was technology that we knew about in 2006. So if we know about it, it's been... It was probably in in works
1: at least 15 years prior. Yeah,
0: right. So this is supposedly the Boeing Uninterruptible Autopilot is a system designed to take control of commercial aircraft away from the pilot or flight crew in the event of a hijacking. So Mm. it's basically to do the opposite of what it would have been implemented for. But if you can do the one, I would think you could implement it, like hack it and do the other. If you can take it over to autopilot it, you can take it over to manually steer it and... Remotely fly these. Apparently, it's not in use because people are like, "Well, what about hackers?" So supposedly, it's yeah, not in use. Right. But not not now.
1: <laughs> yeah, but
0: I'm not saying that that this is that Boeing no Honeywell was no was you're just showing. I'm it. showing that there's technology out yeah, there that does it for this specific yeah. reason, not <laughs> to crash, them, but to prevent hijacked planes <laughs> right. and shit. So I don't know. Do Do you think this is? I, I mean, it it, it's it's a plausible pl- theory. It seems more plausible than it, a. F- Guy who failed Cessna flight training,
1: yeah, could make well, maneuver that uh, the way it is. But did. E- even looking at the time frames, mm-hmm. there it has to raise questions that okay, like you said, there was no way that they could communicate with each other. So there was something there, right? Yeah. And, and again, the fact that with the delays. You know, I mean, you can't coordinate that, mm-hmm. right? So you can't be like, okay, we're going to take off at seven forty-five. We're going to take over. at your watches. Yeah, exactly. You guys take over in exactly forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. But when they're with the delays in there, you can't do that, right? So, it, just looking at the way that he broke down the time, it, it does ask questions,
0: right? I mean, these are all just like speculations that we're throwing out there. Different yeah. theories we're right, throwing exactly. out exactly, and. You'll get to the point where, if you read enough of them, you're like, "Well, how can this be one, but this be the uh, like?" Right. They they start like conflicting with each other, but yeah. they're just again, we're just poking holes in it, yeah, so exactly. we can show you the official narrative doesn't hold up. Well, the official narrative has been like like it's been questioned by yeah. plenty of people that are way smarter than us. Like yeah. we said, I'm not an architect. Right. A bunch of architects question this. Right. They're called the look them up. They're called the. Architects and engineers for 9/11 Truth, and there's like over 2,000 architects and engineers that have signed on to this to say, "This is not right. This official that the 9/11 report has so many flaws in it. There is no way this happened. Right. There's no way the buildings fell the way they did. Specifically, they focus on Building Seven. There's no way this happened. They're asking the like smart people are asking these questions that do this for a living." Right. And can you guess how many with all those buildings that fell the way they did? Can you guess how many building codes have changed since 2001? None. Probably.
1: None. Yeah. Uh, zero. Zero building codes in, specifically. In have... Contrast to that, a horrible movie built in or uh, made in 1978 called "The Burning in- Inferno" mm-hmm. changed all the building codes.
0: Yeah, that was the one <laughs> that change fire codes across the board. I yes. don't remember. Yeah, it yeah. was just a movie made to a horrible movie highlight like. <laughs> yeah the problems with the fire codes Yes, but this supposedly real life event where three towers the first of collapse of their kind yeah no building codes change yeah. yeah and they 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 can say all day that they they want that well it was the, the design was just fucking yeah. it was doomed to fail from the start and blah 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 and it's like well then why haven't you made codes to I mean maybe they yeah. have but from what I've had they haven't changed I, building I, codes. I don't
1: yeah I don't believe they have.
0: So, if their design flaw was that screwed from the get-go, yeah. even though these buildings were specifically supposedly designed to withstand hurricanes and earthquakes in New York, why? Why? And, and, and plane hurricane. crashes. And plane crashes. Yeah, yeah. a Boeing seven hundred was supposed to be able to crash into this yeah. thing and not do any damage. And maybe a seven sixty-seven's that much bigger than a seven hundred. I. But doubtful enough to bring the whole building to its footprint where there's no trace of it left. I I just don't see it.
1: Buildings that were already mostly empty, right, because of the stock crash in '87, and buildings that were filled with asbestos, right, right, and were were. I mean, they were disasters to begin with, Mm -hmm. right? But you have that many buildings with that kind of construction. And it's going to cost a fortune to tear down, anyways, mm-hmm. right?
0: I mean, might, again, well, just poking well, holes. Just poking yeah, holes. Yeah, so many holes. Here's the last hole, because we're about out of time before we just talk about how this applies. We were talking weird connections earlier. We talked about the Bush Bin Laden connection, the CIA connections, the uh, Larry Silverstein connection. I don't know if you've heard this one. Do you know who Marvin P. Bush is? I do not. It, can is he you related guess? to the bushes? He's
1: George Bush's younger brother. Gotcha.
0: George W is younger
1: brother. So there's Jeb, there's George and there's Marvin. Marvin
0: yes. Marvin? Marvin. <laughs> so let me let me tell you who Marvin P Bush is and what he did because he's not a politician like the rest okay. of them. He's like Osama bin Laden. He's not like the which I guess George
1: W. really wasn't. He was yeah, just a cokehead. Actually, all three of them were kind of fuck-ups. Yeah, that's true. Nice job, Please George. clap. Uh,
0: but Marvin. Marvin might have actually been the smartest for not— Maybe he was the one—he didn't get into politics because he was the smartest. Right. He was the president's younger brother. He was a—it um, says the president's younger brother was a principal in a company called Securicom. Do you know what Securicom was? No. They're a security company provided security for their World Trade Center, United <laughs> Airlines and Dulles International Airport. Oh fuck. <laughs> George Bush's brother was head of a company that up to, uh, it was he was only head of it until like late 2000. So at the time he wasn't head of the company, but he was a uh, Major role in the security company. I think it was like probably ne-
1: SOPs. I think it right? was network security company. Okay. Oh, okay. Um,
0: or like elect, like electrical system security. I, I'm not entirely sure. It probably says in here if yeah. I read it. But he was in charge of a company that not only was responsible for the World Trade Center, but also United Airlines, which was the airline that was involved, and also Dulles International Airport, which was one of the airports involved. Says the company. uh, Burns noted, was backed by Ku am a Kuwaiti-American investment firm on whose board Marvin Burns also served. I'm not sure who Marvin Burns was. Is that different from Marvin Bush? Maybe it's
1: a typo. (laughs) Uh,
0: It says, according to its present CEO, Barry McDaniel, the company had an ongoing contract to handle security at the World Trade Center up to the day the buildings fell down. The company lists as... Government clients, the U.S. Army, the U.S. Navy, the U.S. Air Force, and the Department of Justice. Does that seem like maybe a conflict of interest? A little bit, a little like bit. your brother's the president and you have the contracts to security for and the no entire more than military? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like we're going to go to war and we're going to spend trillions of dollars for to the companies that we worked for. Yeah. And we don't, but we don't get kickbacks. Don't worry. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah.
0: So it says, uh, in projects that often required state-of-the-art security solutions for classified or high-risk government sites. Stratasec, which is now Securecom, dif- differs from other security companies, which separate the function of consultant from that of service provider. The company defines itself as a single-source provider of end-to-end security. So not only are they the consultants, like, telling you what you should get, but they are also the providers. They're like, well, what you really need is... this? And we can do this. Yeah, they're great (laughs) salespeople is what they are, basically. Um, Including everything from diagnosis of existing systems to hiring subcontractors to installing video and electronic equipment. It also provides armored vehicles and security guards. So... All things security-related, it sounds like. The Dulles International contract is another matter. Dulles is regarded as absolutely a sensitive airport, according to security consultant Wayne Black, um, and the number of international carriers it serves due to its location size and number of carriers it serves. Black has not heard of Stratasac, but responds that for one company to handle security for both airports and airlines is somewhat unusual. It is also delicate for a security firm serving international facilities to be an interlinked with a foreign-owned company. Mm. Somebody knew somebody, he suggested, or the contract would have been more closely scrutinized. So the fact that they're linked to Kuwaiti business yeah. and they're running this international American airline, you not only the airline security but also the airport securities, yeah. they're like, eh, somebody is connected. Well, yeah, yeah the Bushes. Yeah, right. As Black pointed out, when a company has a security contract, you know the inner workings of everything. And if another company is linked with a security company, what's on your computer is on their computer. So basically, we're giving all our information to the Kuwaitis is what it sounds like. Hmm. (sighs) Wow. Yeah. says a heightened World Trade Center security alert was lifted on September 6, 2001. (laughs) They had they were on high alert, high security alert, and that was dropped two thousand or two thousand one, September sixth, five days before.
1: Okay. All right. So say that your company mm-hmm. did security for a bank. Yes. And you um, put the system on
0: test, test and then all of a sudden
1: the place y- yes, got robbed. Yes. You're right. <laughs> Don't you think there'd be some questions asked? Yeah,
0: who do you think (laughs) they're going to come at first? Yeah. First of all, they're going to come at you because, first of all, they're not going to realize that their system was on test. They're going to ask, why did my system fail? So they're going to come to me and be like, why did this fail? And I'm going to be like, well, uh, I don't know, especially if I put it in test. But somebody's going to come out and be like, well, the system was on test. And they're going to be like, like, well, well, who put put the system on test? Uh, It was your security company. But they weren't working there, so why yeah. was it on? T- right. So that's why when I I've always said if I'm going to rob a bank, I'm going to make sure I'm on site working there, and I'm going to hire somebody else yeah. to because then I have a good reason to have it in test. Exactly. So y'all yes. hear my my plans here. Yes. So if I if, if I rob a bank, I'm going to do it on a scheduled maintenance day. I'm going to yes. have the system in test, and then I'm going to hire somebody to come rob the while bank while you're for there. Me. Working. Yes. yes. Because yes. I cover my tracks better than. Uh, George Bush's brother. <laughs>
1: yeah, right, Marvin. <laughs> so it says the
0: World Trade Center was destroyed just days after a heightened security alert was lifted at the landmark 110-story towers, security personnel said yesterday or on September 11. Daria Cord, a guard at Tower One, said the security detail had been working 12-hour shifts for the past two weeks because of numerous phone threats. But on Thursday, the 6th, bomb-sniffing dogs were abruptly removed. Hmm. Yeah, there's that. There's and people ask, well, if it was controlled demolition, how would you get all those explosives in there? There's rumors that there was elevator maintenance being done at night in the towers. Okay, you could have easily transferred shit in there. Uh, Apparently, one of the companies working on some of the renovations actually was located in Tower Seven, so they could have been doing Hmm. everything in house. And not raised a lot of questions. Maybe
1: why Building Seven had to come down.
0: And all the uh, the documents and records of any kind of maintenance on those buildings. Where do you suppose that is? Uh, it's
1: in China now. <laughs> yeah, it's it
0: burned up in the disintegrated yeah. rubble in the buildings. So, hmm. lots of holes. Lots of holes. That's the last hole that I have for this. <laughs> I had. I, I want to move on, but I want to get like, where's your brain at right now, Bill?
1: Yeah. Right, well, right now I'm just like I, I, I'm i thinking of the uh, the meme of the, the guy with the whiteboard behind him with all the little lines running all over the place. And he's like, yes, yeah, I figure I've solved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, to me, it's like, yeah, I mean, with this many holes uh, uh, that are in the narrative.
0: and so many connections. And of nobody's asking the places. questions.
1: Yeah. No, Nobody in the high places are asking these questions.
0: Because they know not to ask these questions. Well, exactly, right? They're actually covering up these questions. Like, even the people, some of the people that were working on the investigation were, like, super pissed off that they weren't getting all the information that they were asking for. And they were pretty much being, like, directed, like, where to look, what to look. It comes back to, like, well, was, was there evidence of explosives? No, we didn't see any. Well, did you test for them? No, we didn't test for them. Well, of course you didn't right. fucking find them if you're not testing. Yeah, right. Why wouldn't you test for explosives even if you didn't think yeah. there was explosives? Why wouldn't you test for every goddamn thing to exactly. figure out? Yes, yes. Um, Another group of people that questioned the narrative, it's called the—what uh, was it? It was called the Toronto— Shit, I can't think Canadians? of it. Canadians? Yeah, Canadians questioned this. It was called the Toronto hearings. They basically did, like, an investigation, like a trial in hmm. Toronto of looking at all the evidence and saying, it's a nine eleven. Like, Canada, who... But it wasn't right, even right. necessary. not directly affected. I mean, yeah, they got drug in a yeah. war with us, too, but not directly affected. Can- Canadians were like, oh, this looks fucking weird. The Americans are up to something here. Let's investigate it ourselves. And they came to the conclusion that—throw the whole 9-11 report out the window—they concluded that— um, crimes against humanity were committed, and the whoever was responsible—they they refused to say who they thought was responsible, probably because they didn't want to get killed. Right. Oh, yeah. But whoever's responsible should be brought criminal Justice, charges right. against them. I mean, that's Canadians. Yeah. The Canadians are—we we should be able to ask it if the goddamn Canadians are willing right. to ask the
1: questions. Yeah, no shit.
0: So— there's I mean, there's just so much shit out there, yeah. and then you ask, then I guess you ask yourself, why, why are we bringing this up again? And yes, it comes back to what we talked about in the beginning. Yeah, with everything that's going on right now, yeah. we should be we should be able to start focusing people to look back, like yeah. through these lenses. You're waking up. I I feel like people are waking up to yeah. the bullshit of the government. Right, and yes, I I get that an event like that. I, I don't even know. Could you call that worse than what happened for, for COVID? I mean, a short-term, sure. Yeah. But if what we think about the vaccines is actually the thing, and right. the fact that they're pushing them hardcore and not right. showing you, again, not disclosing information, they're manipulating yeah. the evidence. Talk about manipulating evidence. When they brought up, when they when they were doing, like, simulations of Tower 7 falling, they finally got it to do exactly what it did. And they're like, this is what happened. Well, come to find out, they, like, omitted some da- a bunch of data points to make it do. They manipulated mm. the data to make it do. Right. And right. I heard they actually, like, I don't know how true this is. In the simulation, they just left, like, all the screws out and the the support beam. So it would, like, collapse the yeah. way it did. So manipulation yeah. of evidence. And then you look at today, manipulation of uh the, the COVID vax mm-hmm. Effectiveness. Um, Manipulation of the COVID test results. Manipulation of the facts surrounding January 6th. And it's just like so many people are like, yeah, there's really shitty stuff going on here. And then you can go to them and be like, you see what your government can do to you? Just wait till you look back 21 years. Look at that. And then they're like, no, they want to do that. And then you can just start poking holes in it. And I feel like... We're in a spot now where maybe
1: people will start to, like, pay attention to that yeah.
0: uh, like look back and be like, "What
1: the fuck was I thinking?" Yeah. But but again, you you have to be able to allow yourself to do that because yeah. when you again when you look at that and be like, "Would the government really knock off three thousand Americans?" Then you have to, and we we know the whole Vietnam thing was mm-hmm. was a sham, mm-hmm. right? you got to go back and look at all the other wars and what happened with that and ask yourself, okay, the government is able to do this and, and willing to do
0: this. Don't start with the government killed 3,000 people because – and the, the the sad thing is that most people when you – a lot of people when you're like 9-11 was a hoax or anything, false flag, whatever, not even – as soon as you mentioned nine eleven, the story wasn't true. They just shut down it completely. It's just right. like no, I know, no, yeah. no, I'm not, no, I'm not going down. I'm not a truther. None right, of that. Right,
1: right, right, right.
0: If you open the, you just like like the way I was introduced to it. You you yeah. show one hole in it. Yeah. Just like, well, how did this happen? What what building seven? There was a seventh tower. Right. Wait. Uh, George Bush was directly connected to Osama bin Laden's brother. Right. Wait, uh, George Bush's brother was in charge of security? Of, <laughs> I didn't even know he had a brother named Marvin. He's in charge of security of not only the airport, right. the tower, but also the airline? Yeah. Wait a second. There's something. And it's like, if you question any of it, you have to question all of it. Right, exactly. It's like any trial. It's like, yeah.
1: right. Pl- if, yeah. if
0: they'll lie about this, yes. what else are they lying about? Yeah. In any freaking like witness... That's what they initially yeah. do. They poke holes right. and make them a not yep. not a reasonable credible, doubt. Yeah, give yep. them, reasonable make, doubt. Make this witness not credible yeah. because oh, you would lie on your tax form. You yeah. obviously lie right. here too, right? Yeah. But we can't apply the same logic here. Right. Oh, they lie about how Tower Seven
1: fell when clearly right. There's no proof in the history of the world yeah. of a tower falling. They shipped out 160 possible <laughs> witnesses. Yeah. Right. I mean, they they. They got, rid of, all they the got rid of all the evidence within months yes. of it falling yes. without
0: examining any of it. Yeah. They didn't test it. oh, they didn't test any of it for explosives. Oh, they found a truckload of bombs? Yeah. Right. Down the street the same day they're not they mm-hmm. just forgot to keep mentioning about. Yeah. Uh but there's no they called evidence secu- of explosives. They
1: they brought all the security off of high alert four days, five uh five days before the uh the planes hit.
0: Yeah, they took the bomb stiffing dogs yeah. out of there six days ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh just yeah. start poking holes in it, and yeah. if the holes don't start getting people to ask those questions, then there's just no hope for them. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, right. there's just not hope for them and stop spending your time on those yeah. people and that's the problem with a lot of conspiracy theorists they just want to shove it at everybody's right. face yeah. and it and they'll that's why I don't call ourselves a conspiracy theory podcast because there's even though most of what we talk about a lot of people would consider conspiracy theories but we don't talk like flat earth we don't talk yeah. about the moon landing even though i have my opinions about the moon right. landing we don't talk about bigfoot and shit like that yeah but when it comes to shit like this that this directly impacted mm-hmm. the next 20 years of our life yeah yeah and was it for what they said it was because if it wasn't then we didn't go to afghanistan for why we said right. if it wasn't if Saddam Hussein wasn't connected to the 9-11, which we all know wasn't the case right. now, then why the fuck did we go to Iraq? Yeah. Oh, if it wasn't for... I mean, you add it, it just compiled. Right. It's just like, well, well, he is, uh, what did they call him? Uh, a state sponsor of, of terrorism. terrorism. Right, right. So we gotta go in there, and they got the WMDs. Well, it comes to find out he wasn't connected to the terrorists yeah. at all, but we still got the WMDs. Uh, yeah. Well, and then it finds out there was no fucking WMDs. So... Right. It's like the last 20 years were a fucking sham. Yeah. Yeah. And right. then the last 20 years are what led us to the spot we're in today. Yeah. Where Yeah. We because imagine this. If 9/11 never happened and the uh what the, the Patriot Act never happened that initially like chiseled a chunk out of our rights. Yeah. Do you think today or 2 years ago we'd be in the spot we we're in where we like have zero right what would, would oh. they be in that spot if it wasn't for the precursor they set back in 2001
1: no no not at all and and I'll go beyond that okay <laughs> so not only would we not be in that but financially we'd be better off because we wouldn't have spent trillions of dollars overseas fighting wars that didn't need to be fought mm-hmm. right we wouldn't have that soldiers dead that didn't need to be dead well right? that
0: and a lot of the anti government or like this skepticism of the government from the nineties would have carried on into the two thousands. And imagine yeah. where we would be now if we just continued to right. roll that government skepticism. We had to start over And yeah. what, roughly like oh six or oh seven before people started to realize, hey, this war's kinda of bullshit. Right. I mean five, six years, maybe ten years before yeah. people were
1: like and it was the liberals who began asking the questions. Yeah, because
0: of George Bush. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, but it was, uh, what was her name? Was it Cindy Sheehan, whose uh, son had died over there, where she was, like, coming after Bush? Mm -hmm. You remember there used to be the billboards down in Iowa City?
0: No, I wasn't here at that time. Oh, okay, they were there for years.
1: Anyways, yeah, so, I mean, it was the liberals that started coming after George W. because of that, saying this war was a sham.
0: But, yeah, you you had the 90s where we were just pulling back from the government, Mm -hmm. -government, anti-government, anti-government, and it was getting to a, well, then, uh, We talked about OKC happened and people went to the woodworks, but I don't think they still gained that trust back. But then 9-11 happened and everybody's on the same page because now it's us versus the brown people. And we got to take out the the guys that did this. And so that just pulled us all back together, like Kissinger said. It's like, what a better way to unite the world than like a second Pearl Harbor or a— foreign act of terrorism or something like that. And yeah. it did. It was well, a it, genius. But, it happened.
1: But look at and look at the cycle we're at now, okay? Because I, I had mentioned before when we were talking about the 90s how that group of militia people were most likely from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Now we have a whole new group of soldiers coming back go, over from overseas. overseas. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, a lot of the people I know that I served, like several, I'm not going to say all of them, several of the people I know have pulled away from the whole, like, pro government, mm-hmm. pro like feds. Yeah. Like a lot of them a lot of well we a lot of the libertarian podcasters we talk to that, that have same sentiments uh, as us the majority of them are like yeah I served in my five years and I got out and realized it's all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 right. it's interesting how
1: that works. Yeah. Because- but and as we talk about, you know, things are cyclical. So mm-hmm. look for that OKC yeah, and then and, and I, then look then for another eleven. Yeah, it got to We got to bring, bring the American people back right. together, right?
0: But just imagine, like, the amount of distrust in the vaccinations mm-hmm. that there was. So imagine if 911 never happened. Like I said, mm-hmm. and we just kept increasing. I I think we'd be at probably like 85 percent of the people that are like, "Fuck you, I'm not. T- I, oh, I don't yeah. believe a goddamn thing you say." Right. But it's. <laughs> Like we talked about how Trump would like set back them like so many years, mm-hmm. like the elitist. So it, if that's what you still subscribe to, like they had their agenda, right. the agenda 21, agenda yeah 30, whatever. And we we're like, well, Trump kind of was the co- like the wrench in the cogs there yeah. that set him back. Well, it's like 9-11 was the wrench in the cog of like yeah anti-government or like... S- skepticism in the right. government like i feel like we would have probably overthrown the government by now if 911 never happened yeah. all right that's a good way to look at it so i i don't know that's just my my yeah. thought just and again looking at today and i i you said you were on board with this is how what kind of switch your thing and it's just like everything that's going on today it's just like well in, like covid's a hole in the plot line i yeah. guess. So right. yeah. if you don't believe covid, you you got to not believe mm. the next thing. Like okay, see, if you don't believe that then it's plausible that 911 yeah. was well,
1: and, and to be honest, the the first thing that got me double thinking things was i was taking a, a military history class mm-hmm. and i was uh, learning about the first iraq war. Yeah. And just all the shenanigans that went on with that the about, babies in the incubators? Well, well no, it wasn't that. Um but it was um basically us telling Saddam, "Yeah, go ahead, do what you need mm-hmm. to do," and then all of a sudden, Bush going in after him. It's like you can't do that,
0: but you told me I could. Yeah, do right. This.
1: Exactly. Right. It was that, and then, um, and then just the way I mean, the, you didn't even hear about the way the United States just, I mean, totally destroyed an Roll entire through. generation of oh, Iraqis oh, yeah, yeah. with um, irradiated um, um uh, armament. Yeah, and-, and I mean, and I mean, just just murdered an entire generations and. Um, and so then it was after that, that got me, like, looking back into other things. But then, yes, COVID was a huge thing.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you all think? Was it 9-11 an inside job? Was 9-11... So, how about you? 9-11 yeah. inside job, or was it something like Pearl Harbor, where we knew it was coming, we allowed it to happen?
1: Or combo of both, maybe? <sighs> I think there was elements in the government that that were part of the planning. Yeah, Um, I'm not ready to say that everybody was in on it. Um, Yeah, and
0: people ask like, how could they pull off something so massive and keep everybody quiet? And and
1: that's the thing to to get pull it off. You it had to be a very small amount of number of people, but definitely they always tie Kissinger and Cheney. They always
0: tie this to. The conspiracy theorists respond to that with the Manhattan Project. And the right. the the father of the Manhattan Project had this theory of compartmentalization. The, you worked on your little section here. You had yeah. no idea what you were even working on. You were just here to make this one little section. I mean, it's possible that they did that. It's like, here, just drop this yeah. thing off here, and we'll oh. do this thing here. You park that over there, and yeah. you
1: put these here, and but, nobody but, has a fucking clue. But we know from from— you know, I mean, doing our different shows, how how things are divided up, right? Mm-hmm. These NGOs, right, and that creates this plausible deniability, right? Compartmentalization, right? yeah, exactly. Right, right, exactly. So, I mean, we know how the NED operates, right? We know that different presidents have their own hit squads that they use. Now, yeah, you, you
0: say I, I don't feel. I mean, people say I don't feel that they could pull that thing off without letting people in on the know of it. Or the word getting out or something fucking up because the government fucks. Right. Then look at COVID and how they pulled that off and Absolutely. all the people, the media, the yeah. the freaking uh, medical field, the scientists, yeah. uh, the
1: the politicians, everybody just in on this joke. And it's easier nowadays. Yeah. Because they have the internet. Yeah. That they can manipulate. Well, yeah. Right? Obviously. Data just disappears. Obviously. And right?
0: you see like how data disappeared from 9-11. Like yeah. when well, nobody talks about this freaking truck full of bombs. Right. But I I feel like if you can if you can wrap your head around the government pulling off whatever COVID was, you should be able to wrap Absolutely. your head around nine eleven at least. I, be yeah. able Yeah, and I
1: do feel like there is a large amount of Americans now that are that look back at COVID and be like, uh, "What the fuck?" Yeah, well, look back a little further. Just right. just push them a little <laughs> further. <laughs> right, that's right.
0: that's all I gotta say. Yeah. Um, your government hates you. They yes. they don't care about expending expelling. 3,000 lives it, right. you're just pawns to them so yeah. I mean don't be surprised if if you're one of the ones that they're willing to sacrifice in the name of whatever it is they're trying to accomplish they don't I fucking to, care yeah
1: you have to assume you are yeah I, think.
0: I mean how many million or thousands of soldiers died in these freaking pointless wars yeah just to financially benefit the Halliburtons, the the Dick Cheneys, and the whatever, Henry Kissingers out there. Uh, They're just like, yeah, we're just going to send them all to war. Yeah, thousands of people. So you're telling me they can send you to a fucking pointless war and let you die in the name of oil, in the name of expansion, colonialization, whatever, but you're not willing to think that the government would allow 3,000 people to die in a freaking burning tower. It's the same goddamn thing. Right. Yeah, maybe one's fiction, one's not fiction. But at the end of the day, they don't uh, fucking—they've made a point that they don't care about you enough to value three thousand lives.
1: Well, they had a fucking drone bomb a a birthday house in Afghanistan, but that was brown people, right? Right? Oh yeah, sure, sure. That was brown brown people, right? You gotta, you gotta realize differentiate. Yes, (laughs) okay. Government
0: hates you. That's all we gotta say. Once yeah. you come to that realization, you can wrap your head around 9/11 not look, look, being the look
1: through story. history, ask questions because none of the narratives are what you think
0: they are. Again, none of these theories that we're saying we are necessarily saying are true. No, we are pointing you in a direction to say, yeah. look at it, just please, just fucking, look yeah. at it. That's all I want you to do, and then come back and ask the question let me ask you, now do you, do you have any questions Because if you have any questions. Then it all goes out the window. Right.
1: Yeah. And uh, I think it's fair to say you should question everything the government tells you. Yes. Everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, the reason why they're in the position they're in is because people don't They don't, don't want to question. They right. don't want it. They just want to live their lives yeah. and be comfortable. That's it. Yeah. That's
1: all I got for this episode. What do you think? Yeah. It's... Um it's a brain fryer. Yeah. But but again, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation that needs to be had. It
0: is. And again, um, this is probably the only 9-11 episode we will do unless something crazy comes out. Then yeah. obviously we're going to talk about it. Yeah. But don't think this is going to happen every year. And don't be like, oh, another 9-11 yeah. episode. Um, Maybe the 50th anniversary we'll yeah. do another one. Yeah. If yeah. we're still around, sure. Yeah. If this country is still around, sure that's all the time we got for this week. Make sure you share this all over far and wide across the, uh, the webosphere because that's how we get our name out there. We are here to expose bullshit. And that's what this episode was. It's not a conspiracy episode. It's let's expose shit for what it is yeah. or for what it could be, at least for what it's not expose it for s- uh, specifically what it's not. Right. Which is <laughs> the official nine 11 report. Right. Um, share this all over like, subscribe um, we'll love you for it. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your week. I have no positive end for that. I mean, it is what it is. 9-11 happened. Yeah. I guess... It, it sucks. People waking up to it would be a
1: positive note for me. Yeah. Waking up to... A- asking questions again. Yeah. Realizing that your government is not in it for you. No. So, so
0: that's it. Have please. a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.
1: The Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin
0: Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, Beyond the Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your earholes. And as always, never stop talking. <laughs>